He was satisfied he was pushing the terms of the order to its limits and fined him £250 plus costs. Thameslink say they expect a full service to be running this morning on the line from Bedford and Luton into London. Flooding caused by a burst water main in the Farringdon area has been causing major disruption to trains since Friday. Roger Perkins from operators Govia admits it's taken a long time to sort out. Thames Water had issues because the uh, water main did supply a hospital so they couldn't just switch it off straight away they isolated it they did actually switch it off and everyone thought it was fine the network rail was pumping it out successfully switched it on and then took a long time to come through but unfortunately the thing hadn't been fixed and the water started coming through again with 100 days to go before the general election the main parties at westminster are highlighting their campaign themes labor is warning that the nhs is in peril the conservatives will reduce the total amount of benefits any household could claim. The Liberal Democrats say they can moderate the extremes offered by the other parties. Parents in Bedfordshire have criticised the policy of finding mums and dads who take their children out of school for family holidays in term time. A nationwide survey by a travel insurance company included over 450 households in Bedfordshire with two-thirds against the fines. More from Barry Caffrey. The survey asked parents whether they should be fined for taking children on holiday holiday in school time. 66% of those questioned said no. Asked whether parents who take children on holiday in school time are selfish, just 23% of those questioned said yes. The NAHT says head teachers already have discretion over the granting of absence during term time. It added they rightly prioritise learning over holidays. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons will go top of League One tonight if they win at Scunthorpe. And in tennis, Andy Murray faces the unseeded Australian Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open quarterfinals this morning our time. The weather, a dry day with a mixture of cloud and some sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport on online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties Thank you Simon no, I've not quite woken up yet I, 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 I like you very much not quite woken up yet it was a real effort to get out of bed today made slightly easier by the fact I had a farting three year old in bed with me that was that was the final thing. I got a pump in the face. I decided to get out of that place. You've been there, Catherine, haven't you? Always, yeah. Uh, farting children, that, that got me out. <laughs> On the show today, men with megaphones, parents with beef, and no Justin Dealey. No! Because he's taking it to the beach. Oh, yeah, he's taking it to the beach! Well, just a reminder, today there is no Justin Dealey. Hey, here's an idea. Hang on. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. If people want to phone up and pretend to be a slightly obnoxious right-wing mockney, then they're more than welcome to. Dealey or no Dealey? Yeah, if you want to... Pre- Listen, Dealey is not here. Dealey is gone to the beach to try and find Carl Malcolm for us. This is actually true. So, um, if you want to be our Dealey today, 08459 555555. What do we call it? Not really Dealey? Not really Dealey is what, exactly what we're going to call it. Uh, and you can take it to the street. You can just phone up and... Uh, uh, t- t- tell us something that isn't the opinion of the BBC. <laughs> you can give us some Ev. Yeah, you can give us fact, not fiction. Anything you want. If you want to phone up and be Justin Dealey today, 
08459 555. Well, let's be honest, you can't do any worse than he does. I mean, blimey. So I'm sending an email, okay, to someone who lives in Hawaii that um, I'm going to interview. We'll have a bit of it on this show. Is the fellow that he's he's um, um, what number is this? Chip. He's Chip from Daydream. He produced Daydream Believer. Right. Okay. Aloha, Chip. Aloha. Now they're ten hours behind us in right. Hawaii, and I want to say, bearing in mind you're ten hours behind us, what's a good time for you to do an interview? Yeah. But I don't know how to spell bearing. Right, okay, we'll be very careful. Well, well... W- because if you spell it B-A-R... That's what I was going to go be for. getting naked. But it's not bearing as in the animal, is it? But bear is in to bear, to carry. To bear or not to bear? Yeah, to carry. But So you would spell that... B-E-A-R. As in the animal? As in load-bearing. That is flip... That is... Did you know that? Yep. That is nuts. Look at Kelly's face. She did not know that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> spell it then. B-E-A-R-I-N-G. For what? Bearing. But what? Bearing it in mind. Bear okay, that how in would you mind. S- bear mm. that in mind? Mm. How would you spell ball bearing? Ball. B A L L. 
D-E-A-R-I-N-G. Correct. Yeah, but she's only by guessing, and so a guess doesn't count as a correct. Does. I got it right. Switch microphones. Which of those microphones works and which of those doesn't? I think that one. There we go. That's it. Try that one. This one. That one. There we go. Right. This one. Now, a new Fathers for Justice campaigner has been hit with a bill of just under £1,500 after breaching a restraining order while staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. 32-year-old Robert Smith, who says he hasn't seen his children for over three years, staged a one-man demo on a route regularly used by his ex-partner. Catherine, what happened? Well, police were called to outside Blanco Browns in Cambridge Road in Swordbridge, where Robert Smith was recorded on a police officer's body camera saying that family courts are child abusers. I've not seen my kids for three and a half years. And the HGV driver's former partner told a jury at St Albans Crown Court that she was driving from her home when she noticed balloons and banners and then saw Mr Smith. She was waiting to cross into uh, Station Road when she says he saw her. Um, She called the police when she made the return journey. She saw officers talking to her former partner who picked up the megaphone again and said something. Now, she alleged that he directed the phrase child abuser at her. She went on, I panicked, I was frightened, I just wanted to get home. Not the first time, is it, that this uh, gentleman has staged a protest? No, five weeks before this, Mr Smith, who's from Waltham Cross, had demonstrated outside Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg's home in Putney. Last December, he joined other New Fathers for Justice campaigners in a protest outside Prime Minister David Cameron's home in Oxfordshire. Oh, what else did the court hear? Well, he was. they were told that a restraining order banning Mr Smith from going within 100 metres of his former partner or having any contact with her was made on the 2nd of June 2011, after he was acquitted of breaching a county court non-molestation order. The couple's five-year relationship ended in 2008 and she'd moved to Sawbridgeworth the following year. Prosecutor Roxanne Aisthorpe told the jury of eight men and four women that Mr Smith was guilty of a clear case of breaching the order. Uh, Mr Smith decided to represent himself and said that his defence was that he had a reasonable excuse and he had a right to protest peacefully and also had the right to freedom of expression. He said he'd not confronted his ex and he'd not uh, planned to see her. Um, Mr Smith um, denied two charges of breaching a restraining order on the 1st of July last year, but he was convicted anyway. Uh, And what did the judge say? Well, the judge was Andrew Bright, QC, and uh, he handed out fines uh, totaling £250 plus a £25 victim surcharge and he also ordered Mr Smith to, play, to pay £1,200 costs at the rate of £20 a week. Um, Andrew Bright said, I'm satisfied he was pushing the terms of his order to the limits and was testing the order by the jury's verdict he was on the wrong side of the line. Um, he also extended the restraining order to run for another three years. Um, Mr Smith therefore must have no contact with his former, ex, uh, his former partner except through solicitors, oh, not go to her address or within 100 yards of her. He must also not be out in Sawbridge with, between 8.30 and 9.30am or uh, between 2.30pm and 3.30pm. School run, I'm guessing. Basically, that's what that yeah. Is, yeah. The judge also ordered that he must not display the names or photographs of his children on social media.
anti-clockwise, the lorry's broken down at junction 23 for the A1M, so it means the exit slip road to the roundabout has been partially blocked and it's causing queues from junction 24 for Potter's Bar. Having a look at the A1M on the speed sensors, that is looking fine and no delays showing up so far, all looking clear on the cameras on the M1 in both directions. In Harpenden on Luton Road, there's roadworks at Bloomfield Road, so expect delays there later. And in Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, there's roadworks at the Kingston Roundabout, so expect that to get busy during the morning rush. No reports of any problems so far on the trains. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yes, Samantha. 6.16, it's Tuesday the 27th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. And Thameslink say they expect a full service to be running this morning after four days of disruption due to flooding on the line into London. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you, Claudette, what does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. When I call you up so hard to find and I will lose my mind 
a perennial head teachers shouldn't be allowed to penalize parents for taking their kids on holiday during term time that's according to the rather unsurprising results of a recent survey an insurance company spoke to 7000 parents nationwide 459 in bedfordshire and found that 70% thought the government was acting like a nanny state and 57% thought it was time to stagger school holidays to beat high prices well Mark Davis is from Bedford, and uh, Mark, you took your six-year-old out of of school last year, didn't you? I did indeed. What happened? Uh, We wanted to go on holiday, and uh, I just decided to go, (laughs) basically, because he's in his first year of school, uh, and I thought the experience of going on holiday would outweigh the effects of obviously being out of school for a week. It was only for a week, it went for two weeks. And where where did you go? I went to Greece. Oh, blimey. Yeah, it's uh, quite nice. No, it's, star. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> nice. I, listen, I, I love a bit of Greece. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. all, uh, popping over all the time. Uh, OK, so you, you, you took your kid out of school. Yep. Did you ask for permission or did you just do it? No, we, we uh, said to the school teacher, you know, what, what's going to happen if we uh, take him out of school? She said, what are you taking him for? And we said, it's for a holiday. And she said, well, because he's in his first year of school, you can take him. But if you take him out again, you're going to get in trouble. So I'm stuck in the dilemma this year uh, of whether to take the fine or whatever else they throw at you uh, and go on holiday or I don't know really what's going to happen. So, you know, I I thought about the motorhome route, going to buy a motorhome, but that's sort of 10 grand. You've got to park it. You probably use it three times a year. 
Is it worth it? So you want to, you want to take your kid out of school again? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, why have you got why why have you got to go on holiday during term time? Uh, money uh, and pretty much, I believe. I mean, <clears throat> this is my personal belief. If in private school children, do they get took out of school in term time? Uh, no. Right, they don't. No. Why would they? Well, why wouldn't they? Well, no, I don't understand your point about private school children. What's, what's because, because you're paying for a service. Yeah, you're so still you're... not allowed to take your kids out of school? Definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, OK, fair play, yeah. But uh, I thought, because, because to me, you're paying for a service, regardless yeah. whether you're going to a state school or not, yeah. you're still paying for that service. Yeah. So you should be entitled to decide when you want that service or not. And even though... It's, you're, you're paying for the service, so you should be able to decide whether you want that service or not at what particular time. It's like your mobile phone. If you decide not to use it for a week, yeah. that's your... But the, mo- but, but the mobile phone argument, it, 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 well, that's, that's, a, that's a service. The, the school is slightly more than that, isn't it? It's, it's your kid's future in education. 100%, yeah, 100%. So yeah. I don't believe you should just be able to walk out when you want to be able to walk out of school. But, but at the same time... There you are want to walk out... No, 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 no. There's plenty more times when you can walk out which won't affect that child, i.e. a couple of days before the end of term. You know, they, they tend to wind down. You know, there's, there's times when it doesn't impact, impact them. They have school, yeah. they have times when they watch films and, and do things that really doesn't impact their learning. OK. So are you, you going to take your kid out again? Don't know. I'm not sure. Right. And, and also, that you know, some children are at a point where it's not going to impact them because they're quite clever. You know, so there's all these things that there's, there's times when it outweighs... Yeah. Mark, listen, I appreciate your... Uh, whereabouts in Greece did you go? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. It's too early in the morning. Yeah. I went to... Uh, hang on a minute. Hang I went on. to the Blue, Blue Argon, I think it was. Oh, beautiful. There we go. There yeah. we go. Mark, excellent stuff. Very educational for the kid. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Uh, no, you can't take kids out of private school. That is as simple as... Here's the thing I was thinking the other day, right? Um, why do we think we're all entitled to a holiday? Because when I was a kid in the 70s, we had a holiday once every sort of three or four years. We didn't holiday every year. We would, um, like, go and stay at my nan's for a weekend in the summer holiday. We wouldn't go away every year. Certainly didn't go abroad. I mean, it was different back then. But we, we, we would go, the best we would do is go to a, 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 a caravan in Swanage. Here's the thing no one tells you before you have kids. Yeah. Till they're old enough to amuse themselves, it's not a holiday for you as a parent. Unless you're going to stick them in a kids' club and not see them, and then what's the point in taking your kids on holiday? I think I was in the Beavers Club. Were you? Think so.
one day you'll find true love. But how could you not remember? You phoned him up. You phoned up the guy singing the song, Kelly. What's his name? ABC. <laughs> and you and he was he told you asked you how did you get my number? Don't phone me again. And he hung up on you. Oh. Don't yeah. pretend you remember just because no. your microphone's on. Now we've been arguing about it for the last two minutes. That happens regularly. I oh. never know who does it. You're always phoning up ABC, and he's having a go at you. Yeah. Well, that, I, I once called uh, Nasty Nick. And he was actually nasty. Now, which nasty oh. Nick? The EastEnders nasty yes, Nick? Yes, him. Oh. He was in the hairdressers getting his hair cut. Oh, yeah. And he was furious that I had called him. He's dead now, isn't he? Is he? The character died, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. But then he came back from the grave. Oh, yeah, of course. Now Richard Blackwood's going to be in EastEnders as the black nasty Nick. That's, that's Richard Blackwood's going to be in it. Isn't that crazy? Is he? Wow. I haven't watched EastEnders for years. No. Four years. I've, Four I've watched it for longer than years. that. Years. Four long years. Four years. I don't think I've watched it since Arthur. Since the pan. Since Reg mm. Cox. Eh? Mm-hmm. First person to die on EastEnders, Reg Cox. Was episode one. Beginning. Episode one. Oh. Don't you remember Cox, Catherine? It was a long time ago f- for most of us. I'll hit the button, shall I? Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, hello, George Ezra. What are you I, doing? I hit the Ezra button by mistake. Oh. I meant to hit the travel button. Silly travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, a, lo- a lorry's broken down at the exit slip road at Junction 23 for the A1M. It's partially blocking the exit slip road, and that's causing queues from Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. It's also looking very busy on the North Orbiter Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And looking at the speed sensors in High Wycombe on the A40 Oxford Road, it's all moving fine through the roadworks that are in both directions at Temple Street, but expect delays there later on as it starts to get busier. And in Biddenham on the A428, there's a lane closed for roadworks at the Branston Way, so expect that to get very busy shortly as well. On the trains, no problems have been reported so far. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. The man in his 30s was found at an address in Byron Crescent at around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. A man in his 40s has been arrested. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. 32-year-old Robert Smith carried out the protest on the route his former partner was using in Sawbridgeworth. And Thameslink say they expect a full service to be running this morning on the line from Bedford and Luton into London. Flooding caused by a burst water main in the Farringdon area has been causing major disruption to trains since Friday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons will go top of League One tonight if they win at Scunthorpe. Carl Robinson's side have closed the gap to Bristol City and Swindon. It's what we do our job for. Um, I think everybody's worked so hard this year, trampled us in this position, so to throw it away would be, would be stupid of us. Um, but if, even if we don't get the win, we're still only three points behind top, so, and we have to play them. So that in itself, to me, is a, 
is a big calling card. And there's full commentary on MK Dons at Scunthorpe on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Also tonight, Chelsea host Liverpool in the second leg of their League Cup semi-final. The sides drew one all at Anfield last week. And in Conference South tonight, Hemel Hempstead are at home to Sutton. There was no FA Cup upset last night as Premier League Stoke won 4-1 at Rochdale. Their reward is a fifth-round trip to Blackburn. The fifth-round draw also includes Arsenal versus Middlesbrough, Preston or Sheffield United versus Cambridge or Manchester United, and Bradford's reward for being beating Chelsea is a home tie with Sunderland or Fulham. In tennis, Andy Murray faces home favourite Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open quarterfinals this morning our time. The young Australian made a name for himself when he beat Rafael Nadal at Wimbledon last year. Murray says he's a talent to be reckoned with. He's dangerous, he's uh, unpredictable, he's uh, entertaining, um, you know, and he, he's, he's a good athlete, moves well and He's, he's explosive on the court, so he's, uh, yeah, he has a, a lot of things going for him. And if Murray wins, he'll face Thomas Burditch in the semi-final after the Czech player beat Rafael Nadal in straight sets. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. My thoughts on this change, uh, but uh, I... Uh, Having a holiday is not a right. It's a luxury. Anne-Marie on Twitter says, this whole thing about taking kids out of school is pathetic. Holidays are a luxury, not a right. Parents need to grow up. I I, I kind of think at six... No, no. Prince Charles Charles and I like Camilla. We love you, Camilla, Prince Charles. Who can do a Prince Charles impression better than that? Everyone. No, they can't. Doing the hands as well. I'm talking to the plants, William. That's more like Philip. No, don't, don't get me doing me Philip. Maybe all that, wouldn't it? Oh, stop it. So, uh... No, I think with the holidays things, uh, yeah, everyone knows what the rules are. De- <sighs> deal with it or don't deal with it if you're going to get fined. I don't know anyone who's got fined, though, and I know plenty of people who've taken their kids out, so maybe have this is been, all a hodgepodge. Have you been found for taking your kids out of school? Call me now. So David Cameron, um, there was a hoax phone call to him. Yeah. Do you, and the do you know ma- how we got found out? Well, the, who is this? It's a hoax call. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, that was it. I, I rapidly asked who is it. The voice said it's a hoax call, so I pushed the red button on the BlackBerry. That was it. That was how we sorted it out. It's not really a hoax call, is it, if they fess up? The caller, um, the, the man later boasted he'd made monkeys out of GCHQ despite being high on drugs. <laughs> oh, well, what you got? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last night forced to apologise after referring to Benedict. black and Asian actors as coloured during hey. a US television appearance. I saw this last night um, and his, gosh, his apology afterwards, he just just called himself an idiot and uh, held his hands up, which I think is the only thing he can do. The thing is, right, we don't say coloureds over here anymore, but in America that stuff is taken far more seriously and uh, you're not, you don't say black people over there anymore. That's, that's deemed that- as... Uh, but that term, coloured, is something I would never use. No, exactly. My mum would use it. And it's My gen- gran would use it's it. It's a generational thing. But he's, um, he's younger than me. He's three years younger than me. And I think it highlights the, the thing we've all known about uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's really, really posh and out of touch. That's, he's just highlighted that. Morning, Paul. Morning, Ian. Oh, flipping it. What you got for us, boss? Um, I'm just wondering, this, this taking kids out of school issue... Yes, Paul. Um, yeah, there, there is only one reason why people do it, really, and that is because um, the travel companies and holiday companies rape everybody well, to take don't. the money off them. Well, why don't they go, um, go, go... No, no, Paul, I've got an argument for that. Someone mentioned on Twitter, go somewhere cheaper. 
Well, there isn't anywhere cheap. If you go in the UK, it's cheap, dearer than going abroad. No, well, no, well, 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 hang on a minute. Well, no, it's no, it's not. You can get go go and rent a caravan for a week. That's not dearer than going abroad. Go and take a tent somewhere. Ah, uh, yeah, that might be one instance in many, many instances. Though. Yeah, well, no, okay. Well, go, 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 and uh, I'm, I'm, because I, I think you, ca- you should take kids out of school during term time. But now I'm because I'm getting such poor arguments from everyone. I'm going against it. Go camping. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Kids would love it. Yeah, then you also have to pay out for tents and all the other regalia. You get a tent, you get a decent... Oh, no, you don't. Paul, no, you don't. You get a tent for 70 quid. Here's what I hear when I hear parents talking about why they need a holiday. They need a holiday. It's not to do with the kids. We've all got this thing um, that we think we're entitled to holidays, Paul. We're not. It's a luxury. Well, it is a luxury, but it is nice to have a holiday. Yeah, it is nice to have a holiday, but if you can't afford it, you can't have one. It's good for the well-being of um, the people to have holidays because if you don't, you can end up uh, mentally stressed. Oh. Yeah, but how about you stay at home and do exciting things every day? What about if you camp in the back garden? Yeah, you need to get away from home. That's the whole what? point of going away on holiday. I don't think you do. I don't think the holidays can be really stressful. Well, to be honest, Ian, I, I, I can't, I'm not really in the argument because I have a holiday probably once every ten years. But, they, but hang on, if you're not in the argument, you're doing the argument. Well, no, I'm just making a point that I believe that if yeah, the holiday not. companies did not put their prices up... But it's a, it's, a, it's a business, isn't it? It's a, it's a business. Well, I, it is a business. But, so, well, good, good luck to them. Well, fair play, then. <laughs>
the best song about heroin you're going to hear this morning unless we play heroin by the Velvet Underground, in which case... You got? Uh, isn't that what Golden Brown's about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of them about that uh, very, very naughty um, illicit substance. It's very bad for you, very Moorish. Uh, uh, but they use it in hospitals, so you can argue with the doctor. Yes. Contraceptive implants for girls as young as 10. Girls as young as 10, says the male. Yeah, blimey. Are being given contraceptive implants on the NHS. That's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous behaviour. More than 9,500 girls under the legal age of consent of 16 have been fitted with the devices over the past five years, including four 10-year-olds, one aged 11 and Ah. 53 aged 12. Ah! But then, but, ah, so it's not 4,000 that are 10 years old, it's four that are 10. Mm -hmm. But how many of those are 15? Uh, doesn't say. Yeah. 53 aged 12. Okay, so you would imagine the majority of those are 15 yeah. then. Yeah. So not quite as dramatic as it sounds. No, but... But I, still... I still think if you're uh, thinking about fitting someone <laughs> about age 10 or 11 or 12 with a contraceptive implant, maybe you should be investigating what's going on in their lives. Um, you, yes, correct. I imagine they would be, wouldn't they? I just think we should focus on um, the sad story of the day of Demis Roussos. He died. Not right. sad? Not sad? Not moved no, by that? I'm not sad as that, but go on. I think it's a little bit sadder. Because he touched my life. Go on. He touched my life more than, than that did. We, do, you, you, do you even know who Demis Roussos is, Kels? He's a Greek singer. Did you just Google him? No, but I know that he sold more than 60 million albums worldwide. Wow, you know your facts. I know, and he died yesterday. Oh, mate, that's sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's sad as well that, that uh, everyone keeps just referring to Abigail's party. Because of the caftan. Yeah, well, because his, his song's in it as well, isn't it? But um, but no one kind of talks about... He was quite good, wasn't he? Or was he a little bit rubbish? If you like that kind of thing. He was very... Um, uh, Greek singers were big in the 70s. Forever and, and ever. ever. That was one, that the only one he had? He's the only one I know. Didn't he do... Um, um, he did one about Days of the Week, didn't he? Did he? Didn't he? Monday? <laughs> Tuesday. I think it was about all of them. Didn't he do Kiss Never on a Sunday? Didn't he do that? Oh, I think he might have. I think he might have done That's that. That's his day of rest, Never Kiss Him on a Sunday. That's his day when he's stuffing his face full of uh, tara masalata and um, spanokopita. Mm. Cliftico. Cliftico. Souvlaki. And lamb. And lamb. Lots and lots and lots of lamb. Demis Roussos. And uh, what's that horror of baklava? I hate baklava. Is baklava Greek? I thought it was Turkish. It's, yeah, they're, they're, it's greasy. They all hate. It's very greasy. They all hate each other. The, 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 they all hate the. They all hate each other. But they, the Greeks and the Turks, I think, are united mm-hmm. in they hate the Cypriots. Oh. So, that's the kind of common ground that they've. But got the Cypriots are the Greeks and the Turks, aren't they? <laughs> Mate, I'm not. If we've just offended any real Greeks, I apologise. No, because I say I'm Greek Cypriot. I'm Turkish Cypriot. Yeah, but the Greeks. Will uh, will say that the Greek Cypriots are not real Greeks. They're oh. Cypriots. Has anyone told them? Because nope. they're quite proud of it. It gets very, very nasty. Some woman wants to call her... Some stupid woman in France yeah. wants to call her baby Nutella. Well, France, I thought, Literally. still had quite... Um, they had, until very recently, if it's changed at all, had very specific rules about what you could call your children. Really? They had to be saints' names, but they're quite secular now, so really? I doubt that's the case. Yeah, Saints' names? Mm-hmm. Like, so what are they? There's, there's Paul, there's John, and there's, um, 
Uh, St. Colin? Is there a St. Colin? That's it. You've only got I those... knew a French Colin. Do you know what Colin means in French? Uh, cod. cod. So I think they might have changed the rules. OK. Cod. Mm. Uh, naming a baby has always been down to the parents' taste. Clever. But a court has ruled a couple cannot call their newborn daughter Nutella. The judge who imposed the ban believed the unusual name would probably lead to the girl being picked on. Yeah, totally. I would have confiscated the baby um, from the family. This is, this is abuse, isn't it? This is abuse. Her parents are plump for Nutella because they love the chocolate hazelnut spread, which they say is sweet and homely and exactly how they want their daughter to I flip it, I hate Nutella. Wow. Chocolate and nuts do not go. Topics and marathons, no. Uh, the judge said the girl needed protection from abuse that would be provoked by calling being called Nutella. Oh, flipping it. Here we go. The parents have accepted the judgment and have shortened their daughter's name to Nut. No, to Ella. They've shortened it to Ella. <laughs> Foreign babies. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow around Junction 11 for Dunstable Road looking at the cameras. And Gavin just called in to say that there's been a three-car accident that's on the hard shoulder of the Luton exit just before Junction 11 for southbound. So that's slowing things down there this morning. On the M25 anti-clockwise, the exit slip road has been partially blocked at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. That's because of an accident and lorry that broke down there. That's causing delays from Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. In Borenwood on the A1 southbound, looking at the speed sensors, it's starting to look very slow from the Holiday Inn towards Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner. And in Chalfont and Latimer on the A404 Amersham Road, there's temporary lights in place at Lodge Lane, so expect delays there later on. Looking at the tra- transport, uh, public transport departure boards, it's all moving fine at the moment, no reports of any delays on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 6.46, it's Tuesday the 27th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. And Thameslink say they expect a full service to be running this morning after four days of disruption due to flooding on the line into London. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. A fairly chilly start, especially compared to this time yesterday morning, but most places hovering above zero, so predominantly frost-free. There could be the odd patch out there, though, this morning. Should see some sunshine at first, but then the cloud will move in through the morning and in through the afternoon. Staying predominantly dry, maximum temperature 8 Celsius. Staying cloudy overnight, some outbreaks of rain, and the wind is going to strengthen through to tomorrow morning. But it does help keep things mild. The temperature's not going to drop down too far at all. Most places around 6 or 7, rural spots probably around 4. Four. So for tomorrow morning, some rain at first will clear really southeastwards through the end of the morning and then behind it it's all changed much colder much clearer air so we should get some sunshine but the wind factored into that is going to make for a very very cold afternoon and evening as well we could see one or two showers overnight wednesday into thursday morning and they could fall a little wintry as well and that really is going to continue on and off right the way through to the weekend and that's your forecast 
Three Counties Sport. Tonight, Milton Keynes Dons at League One Strugglers Scunthorpe. Yeah, that's right, and we'll be with them all evening, seeing how they get on. So there's one or two things that we believe that we can exploit today. Again, we don't change our system, but we've changed personnel within our system to exploit. The whole game is live. Absolutely brilliant football from the Dons. And all the reaction after the final whistle. So that's MK Dons away to Scunthorpe, and it's live in Three Counties Sport. Live commentary on your local team. Tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Twitter is agreeing that the holiday is the, um, uh, the, uh, what is the word? Is a luxury, not a right. Let's pick some at random. Joe says, definitely a luxury, always something to work that bit harder for. 
David says, two nights in Butlins for me this year. I want to smash up my living room. I don't think you're allowed to do that in Butlins. Don't think... Um... I think it's definitely frowned upon. Kelly, you have to smash up your living room in Butlins. Um, when I did, I got told off. Yeah, I thought so. Um, uh, Mari says, I look at a holiday as a luxury. If you can afford it after working hard, definitely not a right. Uh, and so, you know, all these... Well, I've got to take the kids away. Well, no, you haven't, actually. Do you know what? Am I the only one who doesn't fancy it this year? I'd rather save the money and maybe just stay home for a bit and, and doss. I'd rather save the money and buy this guitar that I saw. £2,000 guitar, Kells. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a, a Chet Atkins, Tennessee, and 12-string Gretsch. Yeah, but I thought it's, it would be. Yeah. It's £2,000. Amber. Yeah, you don't go for the stained wood, you go for the amber. My car costs less than that. Eee, well, you could drive around in my guitar. You're not touching it! Are, are you going to be allowed to touch it? No one's allowed to touch it! I'm not allowed to buy it. I've got to feed these kids. They're bloody kids have got to eat food and stuff. Makes me want to puke. What you got in the papers? There's nothing, nothing. Is There's there? really not very much at all. Hey, here's a good one. Go on. Here's a good one. This, um, this, uh... Kid got booted out of school, right? A schoolboy... Now, th- this different papers are telling different stories. Oh, yeah, I saw this. A schoolboy has been expelled for share. Basically, this kid gets told off, right, because he comes in with a Mohican and looks like an absolute idiot. And it's red. It's a red Mohican. He comes in and he gets suspended... Uh, it says here, you can see which side the mirror's on. Jordan Ford, 14, had been suspended for going to lessons with the quirky haircut. He's got a Mohican, he looks like an idiot. I didn't think he'd been suspended, I think he'd been threatened. It says here he'd been suspended. Mm. Uh, different papers have got different stories. Yeah. He then found a picture of the headmistress with bright red hair on Facebook. Yeah. And he post- he copied that picture and posted it uh, online, uh, which showed her in fancy dress with fake tattoos... Um, and with the caption, and I think this is kind of cool. Anyone remember our lovely head teacher? And she talks about our dress wear. Such a good example. Then they then they expelled him for that. Yeah, because she got loads of hassle on Facebook. I mean, she should have had a profile closed right down so no one could see her pictures. I mean, that's the lesson, isn't it? That's the thing. Uh, the, the Mark Davis, chief executive of Bridge Learning Campus in Bristol, said the post invaded a person's private space and he copied pictures from a staff member's personal Facebook profile. Well, duh, that's the internet. But in her defence, she was dressed up for World Book Day, so that wasn't what she normally wore. When I first saw the story on the Mail Online, I thought that it was, you know, double standards and that she was dressing outrageously outside work. It wasn't that at all. She was doing it for World Book Day. He took it and apparently put some quite offensive things on, as well as the, hey, look at our head teacher. I mean, I bet he's a right little, you know, so-and-so. I bet he's, you know, he's a right... But still... You know, if the complaint, if, if Mr. Mark Davies is saying, well, you invaded a person's private space and copied pictures from no, her no, star no. Facebook, that's if, the internet, that's if, what happens. If she didn't close down her settings, more fool her, surely. Here's the thing, teachers. You shouldn't have Facebook and Twitter. Well, I know... F- you shouldn't have Facebook and Twitter. Oh, it's my right. It's not your right, it's a luxury. I know teachers who have Facebook and Twitter. They don't use their full or uh, married names. Don't... Listen, I haven't got... I've got my Facebook page. You're the only friend I've got on my Facebook page mm-hmm. because I don't use it for Facebook. I use it because I've got two pages that I run on there. One, a geeky music one, and one is, is about me. But I don't use it to... People would have great difficulty finding me, and if they did, they wouldn't see anything about me because I've got nothing up there. Teachers shouldn't have Facebook and they shouldn't have Twitter. And nor should you, Kelly. Why? I, I've not got a very strong argument for it, but I, I will come up with one at one point. Have OK, we the, well, when you do... What are you looking for? I'm looking for the Express. Tweet me. Where's the Express? Uh, here. I'll be here. Hey, wait, now, listen, we spoke to uh, Dr Watts yesterday what? about Neil Innes coming on the show. Mm. We've got a bit of news on that, haven't we? Yeah. What, what is the news? I tweeted him, innit? Yeah. 
and he replied and said he would love to come on and read the travel for us. He wants to come on and do the travel? Yeah. So we're going to get Neil Innes, Innes on to do the travel maybe next week. That'd be good, wouldn't it? What, what could we call the feature? Neil Innes does the travel. Innes. Or we could just... By or we could just... Um, Interview him about music. Yeah, maybe we should do that. Have you seen this about um, the bloke that's married to Princess Anne's daughter? Oh, yeah, yeah. He doesn't regret um, dwarf racing. Uh, why would you? Well, he, he got done for it. Now, that is, that is a right. That's not a luxury. Mike Tyndall in, insists he has no regrets about an infamous night out at a bar featuring dwarf racing. The ex-England rugby star, married to the Queen's granddaughter, Zara Phillips, was fined over the incident at the 2011 World Cup in New Zealand and removed from the England squad. He uh, says he's got no regrets apart from the fallout, or what he called the spin-off, which suggests that there was another race but maybe slightly different. He's doing that jump programme, isn't he? And there's a picture oh. of him in one of the papers, I think it's in the mail, of him dressed in his, uh, his jump once. Did you see there was a picture of um, Heather Mills... Um, um, uh, in like a sort of a, a leotard. She looked hot, right? She, you know, in, in a leotard, and it was like, wow, the, the Heather Mills looks. Se- the, basically, it was like, wow, disabled people can look hot. That was kind of the story. But she's a former model. Yeah. Oh, Bucky it's a one car. As well. Sorry. Dwarf racing is a car. Sorry. No. I was looking up d- dwarf racing. No. What earth? Are and you it talking? says. Dwarf car, and I thought, oh, they're racing cars, not dwarfs. no, 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 yeah. they're dwarfs. Actual dwarfs. small people, yes. You could go could for that. I could I. You'd be a ringer. Could I actually go for something like that? Because no, no, I've no I don't think you qualify. Want to get in Tony the- Hall, Tony Hall. We've got Tony Hall's address, haven't we? His email address, the boss of the BBC. We can call him Tony, apparently. Tone. What's your beef? Because I got beef with you, Tony Hall. Archers is like EastEnders in a field, moans BBC Chief. Wrong, 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 wrong. How old is Tony Hall? But from that picture, what, 70? What? I don't know. Well, how old is he? Oh, look at oh, look at you all getting a bit scared now, because it's now we're now we're now we're playing with fire. Well, we're staff. He I'm freelance. He is slagging off the archers. Because it's gone all sexy and, and it's gone a little bit um Is he? Or is he trying to make it sound cool? The archer No. Uh, the Archers has come under fire with the BBC's top executive warning it must not become EastEnders in a field. In an interview in the Radio Times, the Corporation's Director General, Tony Hall, said, as we all have a stake in the BBC, it's ours, we want what we want. I, for instance, want the Archers to go back to being the Archers again, not Easters, EastEnders in a field. Sorry, mate, you also want it to be Emmerdale Farm as well, as opposed to... Things move on. The Archers... Is uh, I was listening to it last night. It is playing an absolute blinder at the moment. It is top-notch radio dramatic entertainment, Mr. Hall. Is he Mr. Hall or is he Lord Hall? I think he's Your Highness. Oh, I mean, is he, he's not that important here at the BBC, is he? Oh, bl- is he higher than Lady Boss here? Oh, blimey! Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 11 for Dunstable Road. And Gavin did call to say that there's been a three-car accident and it's on the hard shoulder of the Luton exit just before Junction 11 for the southbound M1. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's partially blocked at Junction 23 for the A1M. That's causing delays from Junction 24 for Potter's Bar. On the A1M southbound, looking at the speed sensors, it's very busy past Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the A1 southbound is looking very slow from the St. Louis Junction to the Black Cat Roundabout. No reports of any problems so far on on the trains, smell the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio.
vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, murder investigation in Bedford, Hertfordshire father's megaphone protest and full Thameslink service after flooding disruption. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. The man in his 30s was found at an address in Byron Crescent at around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. Police have appealed to residents to look out for the murder weapon, which they believe was discarded in the area. A man in his 40s has been arrested on suspicion of murder. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. 32-year-old Robert Smith, who says he hadn't seen his children for over three years, carried out the protest on the route his former partner was using in Sawbridgeworth. More from Tony Fisher. St Albans Crown Court heard that Smith from Waltham Cross had been banned from going within 100 metres of his former partner. He said he'd not confronted his ex-partner and denied breaching a restraining order in July last year, but was convicted. The judge said he was satisfied he was pushing the terms of the order to its limits and fined him £250 plus costs. Thameslink say they are running a full service this morning on the line from Bedford and Luton into London. Flooding caused by a burst water main in the Farringdon area has been causing major disruption to trains since Friday. Roger Perkins from train operators Govia admits it's taken a long time to sort out. Thames water had issues because the uh, water main did supply a hospital so they couldn't just switch it off straight away they isolated it they did actually switch it off and everyone thought it was fine the network rail was pumping it out successfully switched it on and then took a long time to come through but unfortunately the thing hadn't been fixed and the water started coming through again With 100 days to go before the general election, the main parties at Westminster are highlighting their campaign themes. Labour is warning that the NHS is in peril. The Conservatives will reduce the total amount of benefits any household could claim. The Liberal Democrats say they can moderate the extremes offered by other parties. Parents in Bedfordshire have criticised the policy of finding mums and dads who take their children out of school for family holidays in term time. A nationwide survey by a travel insurance company included over 450 households in Bedfordshire, with two-thirds against the fines. Mark Davis from Bedford took his child out last year with permission, but says he could do the same this year without permission. There's plenty more times when you can walk out which won't affect that child, i.e. a couple of days before the end of term. You know, that they, they tend to wind down. There's times when it doesn't impact impact them. They have times when they watch films and, and do things that really doesn't impact their learning. American researchers have confirmed a clear link between high dosages of some over-the-counter medicines and dementia. A long-term study of older people found that common treatments for hay fever and sleeplessness increase the chances of developing the condition. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons will go top of League One tonight if they win at Scunthorpe. And in tennis, Andy Murray faces the home favourite Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open quarterfinals this morning. The weather, a dry day with a mixture of cloud and some sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking your kids out of school during term time, I think we've established 
that pretty much everyone agrees that um, a holiday, as in going away for a break, is a luxury, not a right. 08459 555. Oh, and we want someone to be Dealey for a day. Justin's not here. Do you fancy phoning up and talking rubbish? Giving us facts, not fiction? 08459 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a Waltham Cross man's been ordered to pay just under £1,500 after breaching a restraining order to stage a one-man protest. 32-year-old Robert Smith is a member of New Fathers for Justice and says he hasn't seen his children for three years. Well, unfortunately, the spot he picked to spout off with a megaphone was on a route regularly used by his ex-partner, something he claims was a coincidence. Well, uh, Alan Williams from Watford is a former founder of uh, Fathers for Justice. Morning, Alan. What made you leave the group? Um, there, there are various disputes um, about money and various things like that, but uh, th- that's, that's all in the past. I spend most of my time, and I did work before, with Families Need Fathers, which um, does a lot of work, what you could call pastoral care, helping lots and lots of people, primarily dads, who are trying to remain part of their kids' lives, but... Um, Mum generally is trying to stop them. What so are some I, of the I stories you've heard? Why, like this. why, why are uh, in, in the instances you've heard? Why are mums trying to stop the dad seeing the kids? Oh, there's a whole variety of reasons. Um, it can sometimes be um, what you call revenge for perceived slights and and injuries and this is all about perception different see different people see things in different ways there's also quite a common one is well i've moved on now um you're not part of my life you're not going to be part of the kids lives i've got a new other half so off if you see what i mean uh, uh, i'm assuming that this happened to you alan you were prevented from seeing your kids um, I spent a lot of time in court um, over many years. I mean, this is 20 years ago the separation happened, but there's still rumpuses going on, and it's badly affected the kids, because they're the ones who suffer in all of this. How difficult... Because I've got two boys, and the thought of not seeing my... I mean, they were away on holiday for three weeks last year, and it was awful. It was heartbreaking. The thought of it being any longer than that... How, how does it feel as a dad? How do you cope? Well, the, what happens with most dads is... Um, they split up, something goes wrong, try and resolve the situation, yeah. you end up with rows. So you'd end up going to court or something like that. And you think because you've been taught at school that, you know, justice will prevail, etc., etc., etc. You then go into it and discover that's complete and utter rhubarb. And the court system is incredibly slow and doesn't give fair outcomes because the, the, the assumption is that kids are with mum. If mum wants to play games, then the courts won't enforce their orders, and you end up seeing that you've done all the right things, and you'd, um, you end up getting more and more frustrated, because we all love our kids. And like you said, you didn't see yours for three weeks. What happens if um, you don't see them for even longer? I mean, at one point... I didn't, I'm not going to talk too much about my case, but a judge decided that the kids seeing me 
upset mother, therefore I can only see them once a month. Blimey. You know, why? Isn't it, isn't it getting better, though, Al? I thought that, you know, that, that, that things were pretty bad in terms of Dad's rights five, ten years ago, but I, I, I also kind of thought that things had improved in the last few years. They've improved in some ways, but, but not in others. One of the big problems is that the courts don't enforce their orders. So, can, so a dad um, can go to court. He can get an order that um, the kids see him. And... If mum obeys it, great. If she doesn't, he can go back to court and the courts will slap mum on the back of the wrist and tell her to, tell her to obey it, but they won't do anything else. So there has been a lot of talk about it, and um, with families need fathers, when touch and talking to um, Judge Mumby, who's the head of the family division, trying to work out ways in which we can improve it, but... I'd, I'd like to see it happening. So what, so what ends up happening is that if you don't see your kids for a while, you end up almost running around in circles. And, and with some dads, they end up getting so frustrated that they'll do things which aren't perhaps entirely wise. Well, the, the, you know, the, the, and I suspect that that's what's happening. Well, the situation case. here, yeah, with Mr. Smith, he he he, he got a megaphone. He's not allowed within a hundred yards of his family, uh, so he stands a hundred yards away on the school route and uh, shouts through the megaphone. It's um, it, it's not a particularly sensible thing to do, and I would imagine as well quite upsetting for the kids if the kids were there. It is, but 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 this is what's I what, what I'm saying. I don't know the background to the state, but it's a, um, I've seen things like this behind. Um, in the past, where there might have been false allegations. I mean, there, 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 there's um, a guy I'm helping at the moment who's just begun to see his kids uh, um, for two or three hours a month, where um, what happened was in something like May last year, Mum said, if you don't give me more money, I'll accuse you of um, sexual misdemeanours. Oh, dear. Um, he refused. Um, Three days later, Mum made the accusations and he was dragged halfway across the country, etc., etc., etc. He showed the police the messages on his um, text messages and they took his phone, but they've not done anything about it. So it's taken nine months. And, and this is the problem with, with the so-called justice. He's got the proof that Mum's inventing it because she said she was going to do it in this text message and nothing happens. So, so when you think you're doing all the right things... And you don't. What happens? And some people, they do go a bit awol and do things they shouldn't do, which ends up in a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. He shouldn't have done it, but on the other hand, you put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Now I don't know why um, he's not allowed to see his kids. Um, so all I can really do is to speak from the point of view of um, hundreds and hundreds of cases I've seen where this sort of thing can happen. And and, and, and and it's really sad. And, you know, you try and put yourself in that, oh, you'd go mad. Yeah, I think you would. Alan, it's really good to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Alan Williams uh, from Watford, uh, campaigner for Dad's Rights. You would go mad, wouldn't you, if you've got a story you want to tell us? 08459 455555. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Texas. Yeah, one from Malcolm and Stevenage. If you take uh, kids out of school for a holiday, while oh, on yeah. holiday, you should have one day where you see the history of the place you've gone to, and the kids should have to do a show and tell when they get back to school. That's from Malcolm and Stevenage. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Facebook's crashed, guys. Oh. I just... Um, Overload, perhaps. Yeah, well, I guess so. It's, um, you can hear offices around the country uh, actually getting some work done, for goodness sakes. Any any others? Before, no, that's uh, kind of it. I mean, we've got uh, one here from uh, Snuffers saying that got your travel with Neil in his name, in his city travel. You can have that, Snuffers. We don't need to, we don't need to do puns. Let's not. Do we, guys? We don't need to do puns, do we, guys? We're, we're better than that. Um, there's a sad woman in the um, the, uh, the sun. There's a surprise. Where is she? I've got uh, page 33. Now, listen, I like a little bit of Frozen. I think Frozen's uh, a good film. I've, I've kind of seen uh, it enough now. But then there's a sad case here. Frozen fanaticism is, is an epidemic these days, but Kirsty Taylor reckons she is Britain's most devoted super fan. Oh, dear. Yeah, and there she is. She's a grown woman. She's 21, and there she is on her... Um, Frozen uh, duvet, uh, surrounded by frozen pictures, dressed up as frozen, with a dog dressed up as frozen, and a frozen cup. It's like, God blimey. Get, imagine you, 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 you get, you know, she brings you back to her place, and she's quite cute, you know, and you go back thinking you're going to... And then you see all that. You know, Run, don't walk. Not only does she sleep between frozen-themed sheets under walls plastered with frozen posters... Oh, here we go. It's a... Here we go. Okay. It's a thing, is it? Yeah. She even makes her boyfriend dress up as ice hero Kristoff. Oh. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. I think we found the uh, true cause of this. <laughs> Kirsty, 21, is adamant the film is not just for kids. She yeah. says, I can really relate to Elsa. She's transformed my life in so many ways. She is my ultimate role model. OK, right. The film's not just for kids, but I'm suspecting the merchandise might be. You know, your duvet sets. She's watched it more than 100 times. Is that all? We watched it more than 100 times last week. <laughs> she spent hundreds of pounds on movie merchandise. Her haul includes dresses, wigs, dolls, and even a blue and gold outfit for her dog called Elsa. Yeah, here we go. Rugby playing boyfriend Jake Martin, 20, is going to get the pee ripped out of him the next time he goes in uh, for the rugby game thing he plays. He's happy to play her Prince Charming, but draws the line at going down the pub in his fur-trimmed Christophe trousers. I've made Jake watch the film dozens of times. He sometimes rolls his eyes when he sees me reaching for the DVD, but he doesn't mind because he knows straight after he's going to get some. Oh, wow. I was going to say, get out, Jake. Get out. I've, I've made that last bit up, but I think that's pretty much it. Um, uh, I've been through a rough time, and like Elsa, I needed to battle through it. Wow. Things were really getting on top of me at the end of my degree, and I just couldn't get myself out of it. Around the time, I felt the lowest. Frozen was released. It came at the perfect time. Yeah, OK, what she's saying is, with the greatest respect, she's nuts, and uh, look at her boy. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> oh, look at him. Imagine him dressed up. Oh, what a plum. Oh, dear. Uh, well, the, the graduate paid £100 for her custom-made blue glitter dress. Uh, well... That's sad, but, um, you know, I wish them the very best of luck. He's he's batting above his average there. Maybe that's why he puts up with the costume. I think that may be. I think that may be. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. From the 
M25 anti-clockwise are accused from junction 25 for Enfield to 23 for the A1M because of an accident earlier. It's also looking very busy between junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Having a look at these speed sensors on the M1 southbound, that's still looking very busy around junction 11 for Dunstable Road. And the A1 southbound is very slow from the St. Neots junction to the Black Cat roundabout. In High Wycombe, having a look at the A40 Oxford Road, there is a lane closed for roadworks at Temple Street, so expect delays there. It doesn't look too bad at the moment looking at the cameras, though. And on the trains, there reports of any problems so far this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 7.16. It is, uh, what's the date today? It's Tuesday the 27th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. And Thameslink say they expect a full service to be running this morning after four days of disruption due to flooding. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Local opinions. We think it's absolutely shocking that this young man should continue to have to be punished. He hasn't even shown any remorse or said sorry. Well, firstly, I have to disagree. The JVS Show. Well, we're not living in very optimistic times. But it does seem very clear, doesn't it? They're human beings. Some are good people, some are bad. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. 08459455555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's, I tell you what, let's just, um, yeah, let's have a little bit of this, shall we? There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own
Now, parents don't like being threatened with fines for taking their kids away during t- term time. Well, duh, there's a surprise. That's the finding of a survey of 7,000 mums and dads, 459 of them in Bedfordshire. Overall, 70% thought the government was acting like a nanny state and 57% thought it was time to stagger school holidays to beat high prices. Well, Colin Felton is from Questor Travel Insurance who carried out the research. Not really a surprise, is it, Colin? Uh, well, actually, yes, it, it did come as a, a heck of a surprise to us. Um, uh, we, we carried out this survey on the back of a, uh, something quite bigger to establish people's uh, travel plans and uh, attitudes to insurance, and, uh, and this popped up, and uh, we're just amazed. Uh, what, what, what bit are you amazed about, that um, 70% thought the government was acting like a nanny state or, or, or the staggering of the school holidays to beat high prices? Because it seems, uh, I'm guessing maybe you're not a parent then. Uh, yes, I've got three daughters, actually, and my wife is a teacher, uh, and she strongly disapproves of, uh, of anyone taking children out in school time. But obviously, the majority of parents actually feel that they should do just that and, and save money. Now, I can understand the, the financial savings, but uh, certainly the, the attitude from parents is that, well, just tough, you know, we're, uh, we, we feel we should do this. Well, the, isn't the fine something like 60 quid or something? And the, the, money, the amount of money they can save, because uh, travel companies can eat, sometimes triple the prices during the school holidays. Uh, well, you know, I can speak from a, from a personal view. I have to go on holidays in, uh, in, uh, when the schools are on break. But uh, no, savings can be immense for parents who take their children away uh, when the school is, is still in operation. But... Uh, you know, really, uh, we've got to say, because, I mean, Quest for Insurance, we're quite independent about this. Uh, we, we just really look at the stats, and this is the information we get. But, uh, you know, we've, we've got to sort of say there must be a sort of compromise here between schools and parents. What are they going to do? Parents want to save money. Schools want to keep their kids in turn. And you want as many people to go on holiday as possible, don't you? You're a travel insurance company. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, the more people go on holiday, the more people that buy travel insurance from us. Uh, and that's good. That keeps me in work and, uh, and that of my colleagues. But uh, it, it's... I've got to say, this. Uh, I'm going back to it. This was a surprise because... I don't know which bit you're surprised at, Colin. Tell me. Well, I'm actually sort of... Parents, it seems, want to take their holidays. They consider that the most important factor in their lives. Uh, this, this is something that... That's not what these figures say. It's fact, parents, the, the figures, as, as I've read them, say that parents think it's unfair that um, they, they get penalised if they take their kids out of school during term time and they can't afford to go on holiday during the summer holidays. It's not saying they're prioritising it over their children's future. No, that's probably, that's probably one, one, one way of looking at it. But uh, I think parents are saying that their holidays are the most important thing. Now, I can understand... Was that, was that one of the questions? Uh, no, it wasn't, but it's just an assumption on, on our part that, uh, that the, the factor, that the schools factor, came, came up so highly. We, we thought that we, we were just gathering a little bit of in- background information. Uh, the original idea was to sort of see if uh, we could actually extend our market into off-peak periods. Uh, and the fact is that parents were telling us, yes, you can, because we would like to take holidays on a regular basis throughout the year. Uh, well, again, that's not the... I've got the questions in front of me. Do you think it's right or wrong to take children on holiday in school time? 57% say right. That's not saying they want to take multiple holidays. Well, that's, co- that's, that's correct. But the fact is that uh, parents are saying we want to have the choice of taking a holiday when it's best for us and not best for the school. <laughs> 
I don't. I'm, I'm struggling to see what you're surprised with. Get parents want to take their kids on a holiday they can afford. They can't afford it in the in the holiday time because um, uh, uh, it could be argued the holiday companies fleece them. Uh, obviously, uh, so they they feel bad that they're being penalised for taking them out of school. Which Correct. bit? I, I, again, Colin. Sorry. Which bit is surprising? Well, we weren't expecting that result. We actually assumed that most people would be opposed to taking their children out of school. Uh, and that's why we were surprised by the result. Now, to some extent, you're shooting the messenger here. We, we, just, we just classify the figures. This is what came back to us. And, uh, and I said the assumption, when we first put this together, was that it would be a very, very small percentage of parents willing to take their children out of school. I think it was naive to go in with that assumption, Colin. Well, that's what you think. Uh, I mean, why, why would that be naive? I mean, you could argue that a lot of right-thinking parents would think that maybe their children's education is more important. But no, again, you're, uh, you're reading... Uh, I'm, I've got all the questions in front of me, and at no point does it say they are in any way demeaning the importance of their children's education. I, I, it feels like you're putting kind of an, an unpleasant spin attacking parents on this, because well, they're not saying, they're not saying <laughs> that holidays are more important. They're saying they want holidays that they can afford. No, quite the reverse. As I said, you're shooting the messenger here. No, no, I'm just questioning the, 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 the interpretation you've put on the figures. Well, there's a number of ways of interpreting figures. You know, we, we, we try and take these statistics in a, in a cold light. But then you're saying that parents are putting their holidays over their the kids' education, which, th- my reading of this, that's not what it says at all. Well, that is a point of view. Um, but... It's, parents do seem to care quite passionately about going on holidays and saving money. You cannot disagree, you cannot disagree with that. Now, should, school, should schools stagger holiday periods to allow parents access to cheaper holidays? 57% say yes. Yes. Right, yeah, of course, of course they want to say that a lot of parents can't afford holidays, can they? I agree, yes. Uh, so um, that, that, you, it's very expensive to go on holiday. Uh, hopefully the, uh, the euro coming down is going to, going to help that factor, but... But certainly, that's, I mean, that's the response we're getting. Yes, parents do want schools to stagger holidays. Yes, they do feel that the, the government is acting like a nanny state. Yes, they do think it's right to take their children away from school. But we didn't take any particular view. At the back of my mind, when, when this survey was put to us by a market research company, um, I was thinking that uh, the kind of response we would get back would be that parents would be more supportive of schools. Not so. Um, so we're taking the independent view here. We, we're just merely communicating the figures. Okay. I haven't got a view on it either, either way. Colin, but. thank you very much indeed. Uh, with respect, you are putting a view on it, but um, that's fine. Colin Felton there from an insurance company that carried out the research. 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. Uh, you can you can make those things say anything. Nowhere there. I've just seen all the questions. Does it say that they're put they're prioritising? The question was, uh, you know, well, let me just have a look at the questions again because you answer the question the way that it's uh, phrased, don't you? Where is it? Holidays. Here we go. Um, do you think it's right or wrong to take children on holiday in school time? Fifty-seven percent say right. They're not saying the question isn't do you prioritise holidays over your children's education. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, have we got any taxes or anything? Or Let's have a look. Let's I'm have play a another look. record. 
Here we go. Holiday companies don't fleece people. It's called supply and demand. It happens in all businesses, says Sir Les. I, well, Sir Les, if you were listening carefully, you would have heard me say it could be argued. I wasn't necessarily saying that was my point. I was saying it could be argued. Uh, with regards to uh, Jake, a.k.a. Christoph, uh, who is the rugby-playing boyfriend of this girl who's obsessed oh, yeah. with Frozen, yeah. Stephen Kings Langley says, Jake, let her go, let he, her go. No, he won't. Honestly, I've seen the pictures. He's, he, he won't. <laughs> He's doing well. He's doing Jill well. says, if kids are taken out of school in term time, why can they not be sent away with homework it's not rocket science unless you're going to Cape Canaveral and and it in which be. case it would it would actually be rocket science that you were um, you were studying there um, hey did you hear the fella protesting at the first woman bishop yeah was well it was though. one man protesting it was one man it? no God it's not like in the bible You've got to respect that. I like there should be more um, protests, I think, like that. No, because that takes balls to stand up in a church full of, of um, vicars and full of God. To go, no, not in the Bible. I would never have the... It's like the fella that um, custard pied uh, Murdoch and the fella that accused Tony Blair of war crimes yeah. during the uh, that trial... Uh, there should be... I mean, we're talking about one-man protests. And Jarvis Cocker at the uh, Brits. At the Brits. There should be more uh, one-man protests like that. No! It's not the Bible! I mean, it's hard enough to start a spontaneous round of applause. Never mind to stand up knowing it's only just going to be you. Anyone? You see? Beulah? Mm. Somebody would have clapped out there with me. Even my mum. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is partially blocked between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 because the lorry's broken down, so that's causing long queues. Also on the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 25 for Enfield and 23 for the A1M after the accident earlier. On the M1 southbound, it's still very busy around Junction 10 for the Luton Airport Spur Road. And in Hemel Hempstead on the A41 southbound, that's looking very busy on the speed sensors between Two Waters Road and the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also in Beth- Beaconsfield on the A355 Amersham Road. There are queues between Longbottom Lane and London Road, but no reports of any problems on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. The man in his 30s was found at an address in Byron Crescent at around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. A man in his 40s has been arrested. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. 32-year-old Robert Smith carried out the protest on the route his former partner was using in Sawbridgeworth. And Thameslink say they're running a full service this morning on the line from Bedford and Luton into London. Flooding caused by a burst water main in the Farringdon area has been causing major disruption to trains since Friday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons will go top of League One tonight if they win at Scunthorpe. Carl Robinson's side have closed the gap to Bristol City and Swindon. It's what we do our job for. Um, I think everybody's worked so hard this year to try and put us in this position, so to throw it away would be, would be stupid of us. Um, but it, if, even if we don't get the win, we're still only three points behind top. 
so and we have to play them so that in itself to me is a is a big calling card and there's full commentary on MK Dons at Scunthorpe on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Also tonight, Chelsea host Liverpool in the second leg of their League Cup semi-final. The sides drew one all at Anfield last week. And in Conference South tonight, Hemel Hempstead are at home to Sutton. There was no FA Cup upset last night as Premier League Stoke won 4-1 at Rochdale. Their reward is a fifth-round trip to Blackburn. The fifth-round draw also includes Arsenal versus Middlesbrough, Preston or Sheffield United versus Cambridge or Manchester United and Bradford reward for beating Chelsea is a home tie with Sunderland or Fulham. In tennis, Andy Murray faces home favourite Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open quarterfinals this morning our time. The young Australian made a name for himself when he beat Rafa Nadal at Wimbledon last year. Murray says he's a talent to be reckoned with. He's dangerous, he's uh, unpredictable, he's uh, entertaining, um, you know, and he, he's, he's a good athlete, moves well and He's, he's explosive on the court, so he's uh, yeah, he has a, a lot of things going for him. And if Murray wins, he'll face Thomas Burditch in the semi-final after the Czech player beat Rafael Nadal in straight sets. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Holidays, school holidays, all kinds of holidays, Steve. Morning. Morning, Stephen. What you got? <laughs> hey, well, apart from a dirty little not... cackle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sydney. Yeah. All right, anyway, Sydney. Come on. Enough that. That's come enough on. laughing. Let's get down to the facts. Yeah. Well, if these holiday companies weren't so profiteering like gangsters and thugs up and down in their prices, people wouldn't need to take their kids out of school. In what surely, part? Surely. What part of the uh, business principle that, that um, uh, uh, holiday companies employ is like gangsters and thugs? Who, if I if, well, if, if, I, if I remember if I remember gangsters correctly, they use violence, intimidation, and bullying <laughs> techniques. So just apply that to the holiday company, Steve. Well, Away you go. Good luck. The, day, it's the money. The fact the money. The fact of the matter is. Is they put the price up when they know that obviously it's got school holidays and obviously the kids want to go on holiday and they're using the kids to get the parents to go on holidays in the in the peak time so they put the price up. Right, that's called that's called that. that's extortion. No, it's not extortion. extortion. No, it's not. It's not extortion, Steve. It's, so we've agreed it's not thuggery. Listen, I, this is what I think and what you think are two different well, things. No, but so Steve, let's get that clear. Yeah, but right? we can. Thugs. Steve, they're, Steve, we can. Steve, we we can have different opinions. Of course, we can, and I respect exactly. your communist views that everyone's entitled to a free state holiday. <laughs> but we can also. I, I think we should focus on facts. They are not acting like thugs. They don't use violence. They don't use intimidation. They don't use bullying techniques. They. they it's a capitalist organization, yeah. capitalist uh, uh, idea. So uh, supply. Yeah, yeah, they're businesses, Steve. They're not charities. It's oh, supply no, and demand. You don't put a price off on a day by, say, if it's 900, and then you put it up to like three grand about two uh, months later. If someone's going to pay for it, yeah, you do. If someone's going to pay for it, of course you do. It's a business. That's all wrong. No wonder people thieve out of shops. Well, no, hang on a minute. When did, listen, Steve, when did, <laughs> you're, you're particularly poor form. You're up against the ropes 30 seconds in. When did uh, going on, away on holiday become a right and not a luxury? Well, it's not so much a right if you can afford it, yes, but what I mean Ladies and gentlemen, you... Steve, you've just, you've no, just argued against you yourself. They shouldn't, they shouldn't put the prices up. That's it's what not, I'm protesting about. Steve, it's not, a, it's not a right, as you've just said. It's a luxury, and luxuries no, are for people... it's not a right for the holiday companies to put the prices up well, yeah, at the peak time. It is, it is. It's not. Well, well, they're just crooks, then, aren't they? They're no, just financial no, crooks. No, they're not. Well, they are in my eyes, because... 
Oh, families have worked all year, all the, yeah. all, the, all year, and they can't yeah. get an holiday, even once every two years. You, normally, you, normally, sometimes I agree with you. Normally, you put up a better argument than this, Steve. This is rubbish. Uh, it, it uh, is, well, it ain't in my book. Well, your book That's is. I would burn that book and go and buy a new one. Uh, it's <laughs> holidays, as you've just said, are a right, uh, are a lux- a luxury, not a right. If you can't afford lu- a Jaguar, is a luxury, not a right. I can't afford one. So do you know what? I'm not going to get one. I'm going yeah, to. It, does, I'm, it doesn't help me. I'm, by triple. I'm going to London today. Is that not right? So if you went to buy a car and it was ten grand today, and then you bought it three weeks later and it's thirty-three grand, you wouldn't be happy with them, would you? I wouldn't buy it. I'd buy one I could afford. Well, no, I'm you going. Be happy. You're missing the point. I wouldn't be happy. No, but I'd buy one I could afford. Well, yeah, but you, that's what I'm saying. Why do people they put the price up? Because they use it. They're using the families and the hard work of this country to make more money at the peak times. You know, what you talk about decency and but, morals but, and no, I, people being good to people. But it's, and there is, there is no. Rubbish. Well, I don't talk about it very often. There's no humanity in capitalism. That's what, why it's. <laughs> I'm going to London today, right? And I've got to get from. Um, I've got to get from Oxford Circus to King's Cross, good right? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Now, I would love to get a black cab, but a black cab is a luxury, not a right. Whereas affordable public transport is a right. And you know what? They have it in London. So I won't get the black cab as much as I'd like to, because I can't afford it. Yes, but you're, you're missing the point. It ain't worth it. I'm not even arguing with you. I'm just saying my point, and you've got yours. But yeah, but, you're, no, but, you're not, you're, but Steve, your point is based on flawed and incorrect logic and passion, when this is m- more of a scientific what? factual debate. So if they put the prices up in the summer when everybody when they know everybody wants a gun because they've got the holidays yeah. and, and out of time they drop the price because they know yeah. not many people are going to go on holiday. Well, that's just profiteering at the yes. expense of the hard workers of this country. Yes, it's disgusting. Yeah, but it's wrong though. Oh, in my book, it is. Steve, have you got have your you... passport uh, and your ticket to to Russia? I'll tell you what, I've got more freedoms in Russia than I have in England, mate. This country is more of a communist state than Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much indeed, is the, uh, uh, what we say there. So Chaka Amuna, who um, I don't like just because he's being geared up to, for us all to like him, so instantly I've taken a dislike, he's going to, uh, he's just tweeted, or he tweeted recently, I love this, hang on a second, where is it, I've just retweeted it. Uh, on Tuesday, it's 100 days, oh by the way, happy 100 days to the election day, guys. Oh. On Tuesday, it's 100 days to the election. To mark it, says Chuka Amuna, I'm going to tweet 100 of my favourite tracks between now and the 7th of May. Hashtag Sounds of Streatham. What? I suggested that he might want to tweet, I don't know, some policies and some things that he stands for. But thanks for the warning. Unfollow. Strange, isn't it? Well, um, I'm going to tweet um, uh, uh, my favourite 100 numbers between 1 and 100. (laughs) In order? No. Oh, that's the fun. That's the fun part. No, but in order of your favourite. So have a listen to this. This is in the sports, right? OK, listen to this. If, even if we don't get the win, we're still only three points behind top. So, and we have to play them. So that in itself, to me, is a, is a big calling card. Right, OK. Anyone notice the flaw there? He doesn't know what the phrase calling card means. Listen to how he describes a call... So a calling card... Well, how would you describe a calling card, Calling Kath? card is like a mark that you've been somewhere. Yeah, leave my calling card. Yeah, so... Don't get the win. We're still only three points behind top. So, and we have to play them. So that in itself, to me, is a is a big calling card. He means incentive, doesn't yeah. he? Or does he mean... he? Yeah, he means, like, he's being called... What? ..to do that. No! <laughs> like an alarm call. 
A wake-up call. Wake call. All right, let's, let's try a wake-up call. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, Hang on. That's what I meant. We're still only three points behind top, so, and we have to play them. So that in itself, to me, is a, is a big calling card. Wake-up call. I don't think he means wake-up call. I think I don't think he means that even. A marker. Is that what he means? Or something to write? I don't know what he means. Let's try marker. Let's let's try to substitute it with marker. If, even if we don't get the win, we're still only three points behind up. So, and we have to play them. So that in itself, to me, is a, is a big... Marker! I think it might be. The whole sentence doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I, I think it's wake-up call. I think that's what it's going for. Let's just try that one more time. Wake up. If any, oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. That's what we do our job for. Oh, this is um, a different bit. Oh. I think everybody's worked this so hard to see us trampled in this position, so to throw it away would be, would be stupid of us. Yeah, well, OK. If we don't get the win, we're still only three points behind top. So, and we have to play them. So that in itself, to me, is a... a wake-up call! Who is, who is Carl Robinson? MK Don's manager. Hey. And Scouser. Hey. How many people have uh, called in to take part in uh, Be Dealy for a day? No Dealy. No. What? Mm-hmm. Dealy's not here. He's taken it to the beach to try and find Carl Malcolm, who's saying, hey, fatty bum bum, I calm down. Uh, so we need a Dealy. Uh, if, if, if you want to be that, then you can. 08459. I'm really windy today. Yeah. Right. I've got some Texas. You didn't even give out the rest of the number. That's why no one's calling. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh, if you want to be daily for a day, 08459. What are the Texas? 455555. All right, mate. Stop showing off. Uh, someone suggesting that the person you interviewed earlier was from Planet Zog. That's Suzanne. Um, well, which, which person? Colin. Oh, okay. The, the, the insurance, insurance guy. Place. Well, he enjoyed it. And fair play. Colin said to, to Kelly Betts afterwards, thank you for that. I really enjoyed that. Uh, it was lively. And it's good. I'm glad he gets it. A little bit of brain sport. Uh, I'm really bunged up as well. A little bit of brain sport at 20 past seven uh, in the morning is good for everyone. Mm. Pete and Aylesbury, what about the parents who can't take But them? I am grumpy. He felt my wrath. Yeah. And it's pronounced wrath, guys. Pete and Aylesbury, what about the parents who can't take their holidays from work in the school holidays? No one's mentioned that. Pity the parents. It's, I've just added that bit It's It's a holiday. And by holiday, I mean going away. I don't mean having time off work. I believe having time off work is, uh, is a right. Of course it is. But going away mm-hmm. is a luxury. Crystal says... We couldn't afford it when we were kids. We were, my sister would build It's a Knockout um, uh, 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 obstacle courses in the back garden and we'd go and play that. We got, we got, my mum bought a swing ball. That was my summer of 1978, was playing swing ball. The idea of taking my kids on holiday this year makes, fills me with misery. Do you know why? Because you hate your kids. No, I love uh, my oh. kids, but it's just transporting what we do at home somewhere else and then bringing back a load of washing. It's right. not a holiday for parents when you've got little kids. So I was thinking, and I wanted to do this last year, but it got ruined. We had to go on holiday. Um, I was thinking, stay at home and we'll do fun things together. We'll yeah. play in the back garden. We'll have water. Fi- you know, hopefully the weather's good. It's we'll do stuff like that together. Someone said it. I think it was an email, and I don't know where that email is. It's uh, the, 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 the holiday, the vacation, is the quality time you get to spend with your family, kids or otherwise. It's not... Uh, right, we must go to Spain, and on day one we're going to uh, go to the pool, day two and three we're going to go to the beach, day four we're going to go shopping. That is what you do with your kids, sit there reading with them, watching films, going in the garden, having a picnic in the garden, go to the park with a rug and get them to make a picnic. That sounds, That's a day. That sounds idyllic to me. I, I, I'd rather have that than idyllic. a beach holiday this year, whatever. I- idyllic. Okay. You're thinking ideas, idyllic. Yeah, go for it. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Roth, it's an idyllic Roth. 
Thanks for clarifying. That's all I'm saying. I'm really bunged up. I'm addicted to Vicks. And I, I can't, I've got, I've got, You've got a, to kick it. got to have three days clear of Vicks and I'll be able to breathe again. But I can't do it, man. If I give you my credit card, mm-hmm. promise not to give it back to me your, until I'm clean. And even if I beg you. And you will, won't you? You'll be climbing the walls. Yeah, oh, man alive. Seeing babies on the ceiling. The tension in my head is uh, it's too much. Hello. Give us your credit card, then. Oh, I'm not going to do that, actually. Ready? No. Well, there's a, like, the only funny bit in uh, Young Frankenstein, and it's not a film I think is particularly funny, is the bit where uh, Gene Wilder says to Marty Feldman, right, I'm going to go in the room with the monster, right? Whatever, whatever you hear in here, do not let me out. You must not let me out. OK, right. master. You probably, I will not let you out, master. And he goes in there, and literally within seconds, he's going, you've got, you got to let me out! I was joking! You've got to let me out now! It's the only funny bit in what is otherwise a very tedious film. Did you really need letting out? Uh, I think he thought the monster was going to kill. I don't really remember. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Oh, Scott makes a good point. Holiday companies don't put the uh, the prices up during the school holidays. They reduce them at other times due to lower demand. It's not like a natural news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC <laughs> Three Counties Radio. On the A10 southbound, that's been blocked by an accident between Carter Hatch Lane and Southbury Road, and that's causing delays from the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between Junction 25 for Enfield and 23 for the A1M. And also anti-clockwise, it's partially blocked between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. Mark also called to say that it's very busy there because of that accident. On the M11, there's a lane blocked because of an accident just before Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. That's affecting North traffic and the M1 southbound is looking very slow between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road and 9 for Redbourne. Looking at the speed sensors on the A5 southbound, that's very busy from Lynch Hill to the A1 uh, to the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne and into High Wycombe on Amersham Hill. That's looking very swell, slow as well on the speed sensors. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 7.45. It is Tuesday the 27th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire and Thameslink say they expect a full service to be running this morning after four days of disruption due to flooding on the line into London. Let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a chillier start than yesterday, but most places hovering above zero, so frost-free. We've got a bit of a bright uh, spell in there somewhere. We could see some sunshine this morning, maybe just brightness, really. There is some high cloud around, but it should stay dry. The cloud's going to thicken through the afternoon, and the temperature's likely to get up to around 8 or 9 Celsius. Now, overnight tonight, we're hanging on to the clouds. Some outbreaks of rain and the wind will strengthen towards dawn, but it does mean that it does stay reasonably mild. The temperature's not going to drop down too far. Most places, 6 or 7 Celsius, but the countryside, the places where it is going to get the coldest, around 4 Celsius. So for tomorrow morning, it's rather grey and rather damp. Some clouds, some rain around, but then as we head through the latter part of the morning, it's all changed. Once that rain clears out of the way, the sky will clear. We'll see some sunshine. The wind picks up and it's going to feel bitterly cold. The temperature is going to drop from tomorrow morning and through the afternoon. Could see one or two showers arrive towards the east 
evening and it looks like they could fall possibly a little wintry and they could continue through to Thursday morning as well. Now these colder conditions are going to continue through the weekend so expect frost in the morning and bitterly cold breezy days. That's your forecast. If you're non-stop from the moment you start when your day finally stops the news where you live doesn't. Well, we can get more now on this developing story in Luton. The new Look East Late for the latest from where you live. Now we can cross live to our reporter in Milton Keynes. Tonight at 10.25 on BBC One. I'll be asleep. Paul's in Bletchley. Oh, yeah, hello, Ian. Morning. Morning, Paul. You? Uh, do you know what? I'm bunged up. I'm in a, I'm in a really foul mood. Yeah. I'm in a really grumpy mood today, Paul. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I, so anyone can, comes near, if a dog come, comes near me, I'm going to kick it. Oh, dear. That's the mood I'm in. I'm going to kick a dog. Have some fisherman's friends or something. Clear, clear the sinuses out. Do fisherman's friends work, or are they just thoroughly unpleasant tasting? Well, they might do. I mean, it's a bit like a lump of garlic, you know. It might what? help to clear the, oh, the bronchial tubes. The old, the old bronchials. I'm, I'm so bunged up, it's horrible. I think I've got... Anyway, go on, Paul. You don't, you don't, you, you've asked how I was doing. I've given you a brief summary. I hope okay. that's adequate. What yeah. have you got for us? Well, I mean, talking about schools and families, I mean, to my mind, the family is the most important unit. And um, uh, no, I think having a week's holiday here and there for the family, it's, even if it's not in school time, as long as the schools agree with it, it's not a question of suddenly yanking them out of school but but the schools aren't supposed to agree with it the school the schools are, are the guidelines are that schools are, are supposed to refuse parents the right to take their kids out of school yeah i mean i've heard the suggestion it's like cynical that it's all down to ofsted that if if um, too many children have weeks off then it sometimes it gets marked down as absent and therefore the school's record goes down you know but i mean i to my mind i mean you take richard branson he went to, i think he went to a public school millfield was it um, where he was allowed to, they, the, the school policy was, you know, you're allowed to attend lessons or not. And oh, those hippie schools. Uh, oh, I know those hippies. You can sit and roll a fat one in the back. <laughs> yeah, but you get to a certain age, I think, with children, say 11 or 12, where there's got to be a certain amount of self-discipline and, and, and no. almost self-education. No. Paul, no, Paul when you, I was 12, right, yeah. I, when I was 12, I, was, I, did, I couldn't have self-disciplined. Oh, but you need to learn. That's that, that's the whole thing. But I point. hadn't Just learned. I hadn't learned. I was a, at fifteen. Right? Yeah. I was going at fifteen, sixteen. I was going down the boozer in my lunch break and coming back to school half cut. But Where's you, the self? There's no self discipline. You can't. You do need a. Oh. You need, the teachers need to be uh, to instil the discipline, don't they? No, no. Well, that's authoritarian discipline that slowly as children go up you need to take the brakes off and let them l- learn that they've got to l- l- discipline themselves you know, they've got you... to learn to find out who they are and, and what they want to do in life it turns you know? out I was a drunk and I wanted to drink did you Paul uh, 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 when you were younger go on holiday every year we did, yeah. We had two weeks up in Hemsby in a little chalet, and, and it was a real bonding time for my three brothers and sisters and, and myself and the parents. I mean, my parents passed on now, my sisters passed on, but, but it's a, it was a wonderful time, you know? I mean, it was a time where we, we all helped each other. And, but um, your parents could afford it, right? Well, just about. It well, was, then, exactly. It was, if you can afford it, then, yeah, go on a holiday. But everyone thinks they've got to go to Greece or Disneyland or, uh, I don't know, Morocco. Yeah. And you don't. You go, 
go and put a tent up in the back garden if you can't afford a holiday. Agreed. Yeah, do, 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 yeah, I, I agree with that. And I mean, this argument about what, why do the, um, the companies charge more in the holidays? Well, it's, it's supply and demand, isn't it? It's a bit like the, the railways. You have off-peak fares to get people not to travel in the peak times because you'd, you, you, otherwise you'd have to supply loads of trains just to keep the, everybody at peak time running and then put them in the sidings, you know. Um, well, as, as Ken says, market forces, supply and demand, the ice cream man charges more when it's hot, the eating, heating engineer charges more when it's cold. It's the way it works. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Paul, well, I mean, thank you very much indeed. 08459 555555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Tony Blackburn has tweeted me. I'm going to be tweeting my favourite numbers between 1 and 100 over the next 100 days. Uh, in in, in um, no particular order, uh, Tony Blackburn has tweeted, Great idea. I've got two favourite numbers, 28 and 60. Aww. You know why they're his two favourite numbers? He put them together, it's his age. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. Spot on. I think he's, he's, he's probably... What's in. your number that you're going to tweet today? Ooh. Ooh. Wait, Se- 17. Aww. I'll, I'll do it in a minute. Oh, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it as well. Now, politicians and religious leaders will get together at 70 events around the world today to mark the 70th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. Well, over the weekend, smaller events took place across the three counties in a show of unity at a time when, according to Home Secretary Theresa May, Jewish people are becoming fearful of staying in the UK. Well, Rafi Kaiser-Bluith is the rabbi at St Albans Masorti Synagogue. Good morning, Rafi. Good morning, sir. Do you recognise the feeling that Theresa May is talking about? Uh, do I recognise the fear? I suppose there's uncertainty. I suppose that there is absolutely a sense of apprehension uh, in the air. I don't think that's uh, th- that's accurate. Did, uh, did, so, sorry, you don't think that that's accurate? I do, excuse me, I do oh, think that okay. is accurate. And is, is, is that based on um, uh, events that have happened around the world or, or specific events that are happening to Jewish people in this country now? And has there been a rise in anti-Semitism in this country, I guess? Yes, there absolutely has been a rise in anti-Semitism in this country, but I think it's a sense of uh, connection to what has happened around the world, but it's also focused on the here and now, here in our own backyard, as it were. Uh, sense of feeling of of, uh, of fear. Absolutely. What, what kind of things have you heard? Uh, have you heard people talk about that's, that's happened to them? Uh, here in this country, I know that there's been acts of vandalism. I know that there's been uh, uh, physical attacks on people. I know that there have been uh, threats and name callings and those sorts of things, uh, more so than has been in the past. There's the statistics kept on this, and there's a clear indication that there is a rise in these overt gestures against Jews. And do we know why? Is there, has any research been done into where this comes from, why it's increasing? I think you get discrimination against anybody, and the underlying cause is always going to be ignorance leading to fear, uh, whether it's against Jews, against Muslims, against uh, anybody who is different from you. It always comes from a place of ignorance and fear. I don't know who you are, therefore I fear who you are. But uh, the, uh, the Jewish people have been part of, of uh, British culture and life for, well, for, for years and years and years. Well, it, it seems odd that um, that fear, that suspicion, will be increasing now uh, I think it's something that's been underlying un- an undercurrent uh, for generations. Uh, don't forget that, yes, it's been several hundred years, but Jews were thrown out of this country. Uh, they are welcomed here, uh, but it, you'll see it's a current theme uh, that 
whenever things get somewhat tough in a society, it's the people who are different who are picked on. And it's not just a rise of anti-Semitism in the country. There's a rise against immigrants as well. People who are different uh, are being singled out. So why is it now? I think there's it could be several different reasons for it, and yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to speculate on what exactly is the reason why, but the, case, the fact that they are being singled out and the fact that they are being targeted more and more is indisputable. It's sad that we're talking about a rise uh, 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 perceived or real in anti-Semitism on uh, uh, today of all days, uh, the 70th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz. I couldn't agree with you more. It's the the, the commemoration of, of the promise made of, of generations past, 70 years ago, that this would never happen again. Uh, but people seem to forget that the the, the actual Holocaust was the final um, expression of the beginning of this hatred against people. And that when you allow this hatred to fester, when you allow this hatred to simmer under the surface, it will find a way to boil over. And it's not just Jews who are who were the victims here. They were disproportionately so, but they weren't the only ones. And so when we allow that hatred, that 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 fear to simmer and we don't do anything proactively to dispel it, we run the risk of this happening again. And uh, can you put into words how significant today is for the Jewish community? It's difficult in words to express without having to uh, having lived through the the the, the stories growing up of uh, my own personal family having been a part of this horrendous story, having to flee Europe and not all of them getting out. Um, this story is, I think, a story of all humankind. It's not just for the Jews. It's a story of. Uh, of of survival it is a story of hatred it is a story of compassion it is a story that needs to be told we cannot allow this memory to fade into oblivion it's a very real thing that's happened not that long ago uh, Rafi, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. That's uh, Rafi Kaiser Blueth, who is the rabbi at St Albans Masorti Synagogue. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Any taxes? Yeah, we have. Um, Nick and Milton Keynes. Do holiday companies put the prices up during high season so they can make the money back from the losses they take at low season? I don't know. Probably. That's business, isn't it? Yes. Uh, AC from Aylesbury. About summer holidays. Offer and demand. Prices go up because people will pay for it. Same as £500 smartphones. They wouldn't be that high if no one was willing to pay the price. It's the world we're living in. Wake up. Yes. Morning, uh, Ian, says Mark in Bletchley Towers. Yes, Mark! I've gone back into the arches for a couple of months after a 15-year break. It's good, isn't it? Some interesting scripts and storylines. Yeah, it's good. The arches is great. I love the arches. It's going to kick off soon. It's, there's a little bit of gay uh, gay scandal in there. Are the archers still moving away? Have they not that one? On they're the they're moving away. They won't move away. That won't happen, but they're, they're, they're moving away. What's uh, the gay scandal? Um... I don't know, because I don't listen all the time. I don't know any of the characters' names. Oh. I don't know who they are. Right. But I, when I do listen, I think um, there's a gay couple, and I think one of the gentlemen was seen with another gentleman. Or or someone didn't know that they were... One of them was gay, and it's... I don't know. There's, there's, there's skullduggery. Right, OK. Skullduggery is what a What about me, that character that sounds like me? What's she doing now? She's still... Uh... 
Which one's that? Bit of a minx. I, I don't know. They, I, they, she was the wife, and who she was she was having an affair with her brother or something last time. She I was heard having it, an affair with ago. her brother. What was her name? All right, Tony Archer. No, with no his, Tony Hall. With calm down. Her husband's brother. I think I don't know any of their names. The only name I know is David and Shula. She was a Geordie. That one. Okay. Well, uh, I can't help you on that. I'm going to press this button. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A10 southbound, two lanes are closed between Carter Hatch Lane and South Three Road. That's causing long delays from the M25 junction 25 for Enfield. Police are there redirecting traffic. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are queues between junction 18 for Chorleywood and 17 for Maple Cross. And the M11 northbound has a lane blocked just before junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. In Stevenage, six hillsways partially blocked by an accident between uh, the Homestead Moat and Cole Street. And in Milton Keynes, the A5 southbound, James Court lets us know that into Milton Keynes, it's partially blocked by an accident between the Abbey Hill roundabout and the centre of Milton Keynes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. I know they're big boots to fill, and boy does Dealey know how to fill them, particularly if you're upset him, but... Do you want to be Dealey for a day? Give us a call and we'll speak to you after this. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, murder investigation in Bedford, Hertfordshire Fathers megaphone protest and full service on Thameslink after flood chaos. BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. The man in his 30s was found at an address in Byron Crescent at around 4.30 yesterday afternoon. Police have appealed to residents to look out for the murder weapon, which they believe was discarded in the area. A man in his 40s has been arrested on suspicion of murder. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. 32-year-old Robert Smith, who says he hadn't seen his children for over three years, carried out the protest on the route his former partner was using in Sawbridgeworth. He claimed that was a coincidence. Alan Williams from Watford is a founder of Fathers for Justice. If you don't see your kids for a while, you end up almost running around in circles and, and with some dads they end up getting so frustrated that they'll do things which aren't perhaps entirely wise. Thameslink say they are running a full service this morning on the line from Bedford and Luton into London. Flooding caused by a burst water main in the Farringdon area has been causing major disruption to trains since Friday. Network Rail say they've pumped out more than half a million litres of water. The main Westminster parties are setting out their campaign themes ahead of the general election in 100 days' time. The Conservatives have pledged to lower the benefit cap and use the money to pay for more apprentices. Labour are focusing on the NHS, arguing that it faces a moment of peril on polling day. The Liberal Democrats say they represent the moderate alternative to the other two parties. Parents in Bedfordshire have criticised the policy of finding mums and dads who take their children out of school for family holidays in term time. A nationwide survey by a travel insurance company included over 450 households in Bedfordshire with two-thirds against the fines. Mark Davis from Bedford took his child out last year with permission but says he could do the same this year without permission. There's plenty more times when you can walk out which won't affect that child, i.e. a couple of days before the end of term. You know, 
they, they tend to wind down. There's times when it doesn't impact impact them. They have times when they watch films and, and do things that really doesn't impact their learning. A new study claims the prolonged use of some over-the-counter medications can increase the risk of dementia in older people. The Alzheimer's Society has said more evidence is needed before the risks are fully understood. Hundreds of people who survived the Auschwitz concentration camp in Poland are gathering there to mark 70 years since it was liberated by Soviet troops. It's likely to be the last such anniversary where survivors come together in significant numbers. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons will go top of League One tonight if they win at Scunthorpe. And in tennis, Andy Murray faces the home favourite Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open quarterfinals this morning. The weather, a dry day with a mixture of cloud and some sunny intervals, a maximum temperature 8 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. sailing ship. There were 40 boys and girls. They would sail their ship around the globe, so they called it the United World. The ship was just three weeks from shore when a hurricane bore it down. The waves were big as mountains. They found they would surely drown. They jumped into the lifeboats, rolled away from the wreck. A watchful pair of eyes And living in the valley Were people lost in time Ruled over by a tyrant Whose face was in a mask The children must defeat him So they can escape at last From the lost islands The lost islands Morning in Lee B see three counties radio protesting dads parents taking their kids out of school do you want to be daily for a day and a holiday is a luxury not a right surely 08459 455 555 across beds hearts and bucks this is BBC three counties radio Now, a new Fathers for Justice campaigner has been hit with a bill of just under £1,500 after breaching a restraining order while staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. 32-year-old Robert Smith, who says he hadn't seen his children for over three years, staged a one-man demo on a route regularly used by his ex-partner. He joins me now. Morning, Robert. Morning. What is New Fathers for Justice? Um, well, uh, I think they formed in about 2008. Uh, I've been a member of them for about a year, and they're, they're kind of like Fathers of Justice, but they're in no way associated with them. Wow. So that's confusing, isn't it? Because they've got a very similar name. Yeah, well, um, I, yeah, I think they used to be members of them years okay, ago. Okay, so it's kind of like, possibly an offshoot. Okay. I so on the day... I've gone off route a bit. Right. On the day in question... Yeah. 
You were stood there with a megaphone, yeah. shouting into it. What, what were you trying to achieve? Um, well, about just over a week before, I spoke to the Prime Minister in his house, and he made it quite clear that he's not interested in my case or any cases or addressing the laws. What do you mean you spoke to the Prime Minister at his house? Outside his house. I spoke to him about uh, father's rights and family law. David Cameron? Yeah. Okay. Right, and so he, and this is three and a half years into my court case. Yeah. uh, And he'd made it quite clear that he's not interested in reforming family law or even looking at it or helping me out. And um, my children hadn't seen me for years, so I decided that... um, I needed to make sure they. I needed to make sure they knew I, I still loved them. Yeah. So. Um, why have you not seen your kids for years? It's nothing. Um, it's nothing I've done. It's just. It's just what the process is. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not. Not by far the only person in the country who's gone through this. People have been going through it a long time before I was a. Father. But there must. There must be a, a reason given in, in in court that you're not allowed to see your kids. It's not. I'm not allowed to see the children. There's nothing to stop me seeing the children. Right. Um, it's the, there's, there's been no order made to, to make me see the children. So there's been no order made to, to force the, the other parent to make me, let me see the children. And even if there is orders made, then orders can be broken and there's no punishment because it's a civil court and not a criminal court. Like, I went to criminal court the other day, yeah. uh, last week. Family court is civil. So there's no penalty for breaking the orders. And so the the the, the kid's mum is is according to you stopping you seeing the kids. Um, it, it, initially, yeah, it's her initially who started it, but it's it's the government's refusal to to change the laws to address the problem to not force other parents to let the father see the children, if you see what I mean. Right, but so, she, so she's... I'm, I'm slightly confused, Robert, so if I'm sounding like an idiot, bear with me and, <laughs> and hold my hand and talk, walk me through this. So yeah. the, the, the court hasn't stopped you... See, hadn't stopped you seeing your kids, and your, the, the mother hasn't stopped you seeing your kids, so why aren't you seeing your kids? The mother has stopped me seeing right. the children, but what I, what I was explaining is, is that the mother's done it for whatever reasons, your new boyfriend, whatever, you know, it's the government of having put a law in place that says you have to let him see the children. Right. Because, obviously, you know, we're guided by a government because we can't always make our own decisions with things to do with law and that. And, you know, that's why we have criminal courts because people break laws and people get punished by the government. And the government hasn't put anything in place yeah. to force her to let me see the children. So, for example, CSA, um, if people don't pay CSA, the government will put fathers in prison and take away their driving licence to force them to pay. But they've done nothing equivalent of that to force mothers to let fathers see children. You see what I mean? So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's easy for the mother to just say, well, he can't see the children because they want to start a new life or whatever. But so why is she, why is she saying that she doesn't want you to see the children? Because she just, it just doesn't suit her, her new life. And this is, you know, this, is, this happens all over the country. Right. It doesn't suit her new life to have the children seeing me for two or three days a week. You did, you did have a restraining order. This is, this is the reason you got in trouble this time, because there was a restraining order, wasn't there, banning you from going within 100 metres of your former partner. That was made in 2011. Yeah. Why, why was that made? Um, she um, made a false accusation of harassment, and I was fully acquitted of all charges. So I had, I had a court trial, and I was fully acquitted, uh, and I was still given the restraining order. Because the last government in 2004 put in a, um, a law... That even if a father or anyone is acquitted, if it's, if it's domestic abuse, if they're acquitted, they can still get a restraining order. Oh. And, you know, it, say, it, it says that on the court report. When was the last time, I don't want to go, I don't want to do many specifics about yeah. your kids, but when, when was the last time you, you spoke to your kids or held your kids? 
the last time I spent any time alone with my children or outside in the open air with my children was a real father to them, was May 2011. I have seen them periodically since then in contact centres where we've been trying to... The whole point of a contact centre is to rebuild your relationship. Yeah. You end up staying there because you've got to pay £30 an hour. It's a private company. You end up staying there and not, not being able to move on. So, how does so it how does it feel, Robert? As uh, uh, you know, one dad to another, how does it feel not being able to you know phone your kids up or go and read them a story or sit down and watch a rubbish film with them? It's it's, a, it's I, I don't like to belittle parents who have lost children, but it is a living bereavement. So, for example, my children to me are the ages they were when I last saw them, and you know I see things like say like Frozen. I know they'd be into that, but I haven't seen them. I can't speak to them about That sounds like a silly thing, but... No, it doesn't at all. I, mean, I haven't celebrated Christmas for four years. That's why I spent here David Cameron's this year. Because I, haven't, I just don't celebrate it, because I don't see my children. And, and my children probably presume that I'm not interested, but obviously I am, because I'm doing all, all this stuff all the way along. And, you know, I've got... Um, I was convicted of breaking the restraining order, even though it was after acquittal. But as you, you know, as you can tell, me being on the phone to you, I've got nothing to hide. I've got no shame because I'm just trying to see my children. And Go, well, may I make a suggestion? And I, I'm assuming this won't be in breach of any impositions that are placed on you. And if it is, well, then ignore it. Yeah. But um, uh, do you write? I mean, do you? Do, you can't contact the family, but I'm sure you you, you know the solicit her solicitor. Could you write a letter a week to your kids and send it to the solicitor? Would that be within the rules that are imposed on you? Um, the last time I've done that, at the end of 2011, they were plainly directed towards the children, and, you know, the other parents said they were directed towards them. That's why I went to court in 2011 for harassment, which I was fully acquitted of. So would you, would you be able to write letters to your kids and send them to the solicitor within the, the, the rules of the, um, the, the order you've got against you? Likely be made out of it, and I'd most likely be arrested at some point. So it's easy. Like I said, I've tried it before. Right. And on the on the day last July, um, it's it's not in dispute that I was trying to contact the children. From the words what I said, was aimed at the children, not aimed at the mother. But I still got, um, you know, I still got. I still have got you got a solicitor? Um, I did have for many years, but um, solicitors just obviously. Yeah. You know, they're there for the money. They're My suggestion me. would be. To, I know they cost a lot of money, but this, this I imagine, would be, if, you know, everything you're telling me is true, would be worth it in the, you've got to play the long game, I would imagine, is I would, I would get a solicitor for an hour, two hours, have a chat with them, get them to look at the order against you, and see if it does prohibit you from writing letters to your kids that you then send, you don't send it to them, you send it to the solicitor. Now, you'd probably get those letters sent back to you, but what that means is... Yeah. In 10 years, 15 years, whenever it is, those kids, and hopefully it won't be that long, but they decide they want to come and find out why you didn't keep in touch with them, you can then take them to a box under the stairs and show them 10 years' worth of letters and say, look, I sent you a letter every week for 10 years and it got sent back. And they're going to say to me, I've, I've already tried the letters, they're going to say to me, is that all you've done? So uh, well, me doing the protesting against David Cameron yeah. and that, they're going to they're going to see that when they're hopefully yeah. they're 15, 16, they're going to say, well, at least we know you never gave up. Yeah, they'll they'll see that. I, I just I just know I I have got a friend who is unable to see his daughter, right. and uh, he he writes a letter every week, and he knows that she probably doesn't get it, but. He uh, has, has got a copy of the letters that he sends out, and uh, if she ever does decide she wants to see him, that will be one of the things he can show to her and say, I tried to get in touch. Yeah, I, I do do video diaries. All right, well, that's, yeah, that's good. Robert, listen, I wish you the best of luck. 
Okay. And I hope you get to see your kids at some point. I can't even begin to imagine what's that like, what that's like, Robert Smith. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I guess it's only a suggestion, and if you know, I hope it's not contravening any rules. That's why I suggest he gets it checked out by a solicitor. But if it is ten years, if it is fifteen years, and they come round and they say, "Dad, why you were you're an idiot? Why didn't you come looking for us?" You say, "Well, I sent you a letter every week for for ten years. Here they are. Have a read of them now, if you want. Like, you weren't allowed to see them." Well, I don't know. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Milton Keynes on the A5 southbound, that's been partially blocked by an accident between the Abbey Hill roundabout and Portway. On the A41 in Great Hallwood, there's reports of a burst water main in both directions between Nash Road and Pilch Lane, uh, making things very slow between Buckingham and Milton Keynes. And in Stevenage on Six Hillsway, that's been partially blocked by an accident at the Homestead Moat, and that's causing queues from Cole Street. In Enfield on the A10 southbound, two lanes are blocked by an accident between Carter Hatch Lane and Southbury Road, and that's causing delays from the M25 Junction 25 for Enfield. Looking at the M25 anti-clockwise, there are still queues between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 17 for Maple Cross. The M1 towards London is very busy between Junction 6A for the M25 and 5 for Watford. And the M11 northbound is lane blocked because of an accident just before Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. On the trains, Virgin uh, services between... Uh, between London Euston and Milton Keynes have hour-long delays because of an electrical supply problem. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. 8.16, it's Tuesday the 27th <coughs> Excuse me, of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. And Thameslink say they're running a full service this morning after four days of disruption due to flooding on the line into London. BBC Three Counties Radio. I didn't hear all of the show yesterday. How pwned were you at 11 o'clock? No, I had a lot of sport, actually. Yeah, that's the, those are the uh, losers that listen to your show. From uh, None of my <laughs> listeners gave you support about your blooming carpet. From, uh, f- well, this morning, from half past ten, hopefully, I'll be joined by Hertfordshire County Council. Good. So I can... I'm uh, going to shake their hand warmly have congratulate good... them. Well, actually, when I phoned Hertfordshire County Council yesterday, yeah. for anyone who misses, we're talking about my incident at the tip yesterday, uh, well, on Sunday... Um, where I was told I couldn't dump stuff in a trailer because you now, as of January, you now need a permit in Hertfordshire yep. to dump stuff. Excellent. And I was having a... Why, why is it excellent? Why are you so anti-dumping stuff? Matt Allwright from Rogue Traders mm. and Watchdog and mm. some other programme about food that I don't watch, he texted me... What did you text? He's, I'll read you his text. Go on then, read the text. He's furious with you. R- with me? Yeah, with you. Yeah, what? with you. Why he's, is he furious with me? He's furious. He thinks you're a chancer. He sent me several texts, and I had to, um, in the end, say, could you stop texting me? You're annoying me. Um, um, uh, I'm with you, Ian, re and tip. JVS is a fly tipper waiting to happen. The mistake is to think that rubbish has no cost. He's just texted me now. He is still wrong. <laughs> He's still wrong. He is still well, wrong. Well, coming up from half past ten this morning, I shall be speaking to Hertfordshire County Council. <laughs> when I phoned them yesterday and I had a go at the press officer, yeah. she said, oh, we've been waiting for your call today. Got nothing. Can't have a go at the press officer, the poor woman. She, hang on, wait her. wait for it. When, when I spoke to her, she said, hang on, we might be able to get the head of waste 
Oh, he's quite used to speaking to Ian. (laughs) (laughs) There was a slight weariness in her voice when she said that. I apologise if I've set you up for it, but I'm on his side on this one, though. And make sure you tell him that, please. I'm not telling him that. that. I'm not giving him any... um, I mean, why? What have you got down your top? That's called my chest. Has oh, a child been uh, sick on you? No, I tell you what that is. Oh, I know it's ruined the shirt. What the, is that? Kids always put stickers on you. I think it was a frozen sticker, and it got put in the wash. It looks so like it... a grass stain over your nipple. <laughs> I like uh, the wheelbarrow race. Do you? Yes. <laughs> Have you ever had a wheelbarrow race? Yeah, of course. I. As an adult. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Do you want one? I had one last summer. Absolutely sloshed. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It was hilarious. It's really, really hard. At a garden barbecue, I'd had far too much Pinot, and they yep. said, let's put JVS in the wheelbarrow and race him around the garden. Quick, get JVS in the wheelbarrow position, everybody. What a laugh. Yeah, I bet you loved it. Did you? Did I you did. love it? It's I fun, did. isn't it? I and did, the yes. three-legged race... Yes. It's particularly hard. And a, um, a, a good sack race as well. <laughs> you like that, do I you? I love all that stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's good fun. Gosh. We should have a giant barbecue and do all these funny shenanigans. Let's jump in the sack together. <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> fun, wouldn't it? Why not? Anyway, so you're wrong about that. The fella's coming on at oh. half past ten from Harpenden to... Yeah. Uh, to uh, well, no, he's not from Harpenden. He's from Hertfordshire. Oh, I see. OK, okay good. He covers the whole county. Well, I, I look forward to listening to that, and I will be, um, I'll be applauding him. It's, it makes sense. It's Waste. nice to know you're on my side. I'll remember this next time you have one of your little text, your Twitter problems. Oh, I've had this problem. What can you, I do about you, it? Well, A, you never help me with those. B, you never help me with my consumer problems. Because you always C, want compensation. I want a bit of compo. That's all you ever want. You should do more compo. Oh, my, my game's no, we don't, gone wrong. We don't do compo. No, no. Then you start my, getting funny with the list. No, we don't do compo here. No, <laughs> no compo. True. I don't do compo. But you're always tweeting, oh, my game's console's gone wrong. I want compo. Compensation. Can someone help me get compensation? I'm not doing you that. You just reminded me yesterday. What? You were so rude about uh, games players. <laughs> you were so rude about games consoles. Yeah, well, I think it's ridiculous. I know you do, and I think that's outrageous. There's a great video online of some old people playing Grand Theft Auto for the first time, and they love it. They love it. It's yeah, but they've lived their life first. Oh, man. Seriously, you and me, uh, I'm going to come around your house <laughs> when you give me the address. No, you're not. And I've, I've narrowed it down to within a 15-mile <laughs> radius. My sources are helping me. I'm you have bring, to get through the electric fence. I am going to bring my Xbox. We'll yes. have a little bit of FIFA. Uh, we'll have a little bit of Grand Theft Auto. I don't want to play this. Yes, you do. Grand Theft Auto will be great fun. We'll drive around shooting each other. I do, that doesn't sound like fun to me. Fun is getting sloshed at a barbecue and having a wheelbarrow race. What's on your show this morning? Over a vegetable patch. Unbelievable. On this morning's big phone-in, I'm asking, do you think Benedict Cumberbatch needed to apologise? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do make me laugh. Benedict Cumberbatch says he's devastated to have caused offence after referring to black actors as coloured on a US talk show. The British actor, who starred as Bletchley Park war hero Alan Turing in the Oscar-nominated Imitation Game, was making the point that some of the black British actors he's friends with get more opportunities in the US than they do in the UK. Well, his comments generated a huge response online with anti-racism charity Show Racism the Red Card reminding everyone that the term is outdated and has the potential to cause offence. Mr Cumberbatch immediately apologised, saying he makes no excuse for being an idiot, he feels a complete fool, he's sorry to have offended people and he'll learn from his mistakes. 
Well, considering he used the term whilst lamenting the lack of opportunities for talented black actors he clearly admires, I want to know whether you think he needed to apologise. From nine this morning, we'll debate this. Your calls, please, 08459 455 555. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Well, no, you're from the, uh, you can give, it, give me your opinion for, as someone from the British Parking Association. Is it unfair? Well, there are so many different instances that... OK, here's an instance. Before then, in this part of the programme, I'm going to meet Sam Ackerman. Now, she's from High Wycombe. And at her heaviest, she weighed 21 stone. Yeah, I just, I think I had everyone around me just, just love me enough to, to accept where I was. But there is a way you can hear it all again. I used to have to put up with the house band who couldn't read my music very well and doing a lot of songs I didn't particularly want to sing anyway. But the question is, Elkie Brooks, do you still do bar mitzvahs? bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Now, if you want to stay married or keep your relationship alive, should you avoid Facebook? Allowing you to listen to what you missed bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio head teachers shouldn't be allowed to penalize parents for taking their kids on holiday during term time that's according to well i think unsurprising results of a recent survey a travel insurance company spoke to seven thousand parents nationwide 459 in bedfordshire and found two more figures for you found that 70 percent thought the government was acting like a nanny state and 57 percent thought it was time to stagger school holidays to beat high prices well katie ivans is vice chairman for the campaign for real education uh, is it kate or katie it's katie katie thank you katie uh, is it right for parents to take kids out of school during term time well, no, it's not, because, um, in effect, it's like a contract between parents and the schools. Parents, quite rightly, expect the teachers to be there to teach their children, and quite rightly, they get very annoyed when teachers go on strike or something and don't keep their side of the bargain. But on the other side, parents who really believe that their children's education is important, which it is, they really should respect term times. We've got term times and holiday times in order to accommodate both school teaching in, in term time and holidays and holiday, holiday time. Parents can't can't uh, often afford the holiday in the holiday time, can they? That's that's one of the arguments. It's, it's, of course, it's a problem for parents because you know the way markets work, um, the the travel agents and people like that, the travel agents who carried out the survey, perhaps. Um, put up their prices during the holiday times. But then, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, if you shop before Christmas, it's more expensive than if you shop after Christmas. It's the way these things work. And actually, I've just been thinking there is perhaps a little bit of a solution for parents here. First of all, one of the things, obviously, is they booked ahead, they tend to get lower prices. But also, why not have a holiday abroad, which I think is what they're talking about, one year, and a holiday in this country on another, or simply have holidays in this country. Well, this, the, the, the thing is as well, though, holidays in this country are, can be three or four times the price during school holidays, that, can't they? And that, that, is out of, that is out of the reach of a lot of parents. Yes, it, it's true. I mean, if you go to any place that sort of a bit you know, sets it up as a, self up as a sort of resort, it's definitely, you know, quite expensive during the holiday period. But, I mean, you just these are the facts of life. And schooling is very important. You, you can't expect teachers to be teaching classes classes of children where the classes are half empty how can they progress a lesson in a structured way if half the children aren't there they can't do it is the class half empty katie or is the class half full <laughs> yeah, you like that one well, don't you? my mentality it would be half full um some <laughs> i pa- always think positive <laughs> it, it, um, it, some some holidays can be more edu- educational than being at school can't they i'm not saying you know a, a weekend in disneyland is going to be particularly educational but some, but some families you know they go and see the sites of athens or they yes. go to to paris and experience Indeed. life 
Yes. Well, I know what I'd do for those holidays. I would take um, a few days, you know, in the Easter holiday or something, or just after Christmas or something like that, and go and see those cities. Um, it's really interesting to visit cities like that at that sort of time, which aren't packed with tourists. I mean, there are ways in which you can do it if you really want to. Mark, Katie, I, we make assumptions about people, don't we, when we speak to people and when we see people. And I'm making an assumption that maybe miles off that you've, you, you know, you're doing all right for yourself. You've got a few quid in the bag. I'm not saying you're rich, but you're doing okay. There are families that that, that, that struggle to make ends meet and uh, would love to take their kids away for three, four, five days, um, even on the most basic British holiday, and they just simply can't afford it. During uh, during the school holidays, uh, well, is it, under- is, is, is it is it you know it's it's okay for, for I can I can afford to take my kids away you know I've got a few quid. I can't really judge those parents that can't afford it, can I? Can I just tell you, that throughout my childhood, I never went abroad until I was 14, when I was funny enough taken to Rome. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> so, you know, actually, you can survive on British holidays. You can find ways of doing it. Um, also, I mean, I don't, as a matter of fact, I work very hard. I don't t- take many, we're well, going to be personal. I don't take many holidays myself, as a matter of fact. No. So, we have been <laughs> arguing be this personal, morning that the, the, the holiday, the, the, the actually going away holiday, is actually a luxury. It's not a right, is it? It's not a right. Absolutely not. Of course it's not a right. But people have got to thinking like this, you know, rather like everybody thinks they ought to have a car. Well, no, perhaps you, particularly if you live in a city, you can, in many cases, do without a car, you know. Uh, It's just the way we think. We we, we really do think. We think rich. (laughs) Yes. I think this is our problem. And perhaps we just need to adapt to circumstances. And certainly we should not be abusing school terms and school, you know, and education for holidays. Katie, it's been fun talking to you. We'll get you back. I like you, Katie. Katie Ivans, Vice Chairman for the Campaign for Real Education. What do you think? I'm changing my thoughts on this because I remember we talked about this three or four months ago and I was all for taking kids out of school during term time. Looking back on my uh, school life, kids, I wish I'd bunked off more. That's my one regret. Should have bunked off more. Never bunked off school. Don't think. I got drunk in school a couple of times. Never bunked off. I bunked off college loads. But um, I wish I'd done it more because I would still be here and I'd have great stories to tell of um, smoking fags in cafes. What a great story that would be. I can't tell that story. It would be a fascinating story. It would be. Uh, but the holiday is... Um, well, it's, it is a luxury. It's not a right. 08459 555 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some serious problems on the trains. All of the lines between Milton Keynes and London Euston have been blocked because of a power cut that's affecting Virgin, London Midland and Southern services with delays of up to an hour and those problems are expected to go on until about half past nine. So there's currently no trains going in and out of Euston and East Midlands trains and underground services are accepting tickets and buses have been requested to run between Northampton, Milton Keynes and Watford Junction so the passengers can join connecting services. On the roads on the M25 anti-clockwise there's a queues between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M40. On the M11 northbound, there's still a lane blocked before Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford, and that's causing some delays. And in Stevenage on Six Hills Way, that's been partially blocked because of an accident at the Homestead Moat, and that's causing queues from Cole Street. In Milton Keynes on the A5 southbound, that's been partially blocked by an accident, James called to say, involving three cars, and that's causing queues from the Abbey Hill roundabout to the Milton Keynes city centre at Portway. And in Great Horwood on the A421, in both directions, that's been blocked by a burst water to mean it's well you can get past there but it's very slow between nash road and pilch lane samantha braff bbc three counties radio across beds hearts and bugs this is bbc three counties radio
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A man has been arrested and is being questioned by detectives. A Fathers for Justice campaigner has been convicted of breaching a restraining order after staging a megaphone protest in Hertfordshire. And as we've been hearing, there are lengthy delays to train services from Milton Keynes and Watford into London this morning after electrical supply problems near Wembley. But Thameslink say they are running a full service on the line from Bedford and Luton into the capital after four days of disruption caused by flooding. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons will go top of League One tonight if they win at Scunthorpe. Carl Robinson's side have closed the gap to Bristol City and Swindon. We've not lost a game we've gone ahead in the league since October 2013. Um, and that's an amazing stat um, to think that if we get that first goal it just shows you how we play that if we do get it they have to come out of us and yeah. it makes our, our job an awful lot easier I think the players need to understand that and also it's the, it's, it's the highest ever points tally for this team in League One at this stage and there's full commentary on MK Dons at Scunthorpe on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Also tonight, Chelsea host Liverpool in the second leg of their League Cup semi-final. The sides drew one all at Anfield last week. And in Conference South tonight, Hemel Hempstead are at home to Sutton. There was no FA Cup upset last night as Premier League Stoke won 4-1 at Rochdale. Their reward is a fifth-round trip to Blackburn. The fifth-round draw also includes Arsenal versus Middlesbrough, Preston or Sheffield United versus Cambridge or Manchester United and Brown. Bradford's reward for beating Chelsea is a home tie with Sunderland or Fulham. In tennis, Andy Murray faces home favourite Nick Kyrgios in the Australian Open quarterfinals shortly. The young Australian made a name for himself when he beat Rafael Nadal at Wimbledon last year. Murray says he's a talent to be reckoned with. He's dangerous, he's uh, unpredictable, he's uh, entertaining, um, you know, and he, he's, he's a good athlete, moves well and He's, he's explosive on the court, so he's, uh, yeah, he has a, a lot of things going for him. And if Murray wins, he'll face Thomas Burditch in the semi-final after the Czech player beat Rafael Nadal in straight sets. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We got any texts? Yeah, uh, you got loads of callers as well. Who we got on line one? Good morning, line one. Hello, Geezer. It's Justin Dealey! Hello, mister. What's up? Hello, Geezer! What's up? You're right, Just. How you doing? I've been out on the street, loving it, getting some feedback, getting some comps, doing it all, doing it all for you guys. Yeah, well, what, 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 Justin, we didn't give you anything, and it's great to speak to you, because we thought you'd you'd taken it to the beach already. Uh, We didn't give you anything to talk about. Well, I just took liberty and uh, I talked about the, father, the new Fathers for Justice situation. Oh, yeah. What, what's the word on the street, Just? Well, the word on the street is, look, what the government need to be doing more. The CSA are quick enough to take money off you yeah. and chase your partner when, you've, when you split. But they're not, the government aren't happy to help sort this out and it's not going to go away. And that's, is that the word on the street, Just? Is that the view of the BBC or is that your view? That's my view and a bit of the word on the street. OK, and you speak facts, you deal in fact, not fiction, don't you, Just? I only deal in facts, mate. OK, well, at the same time tomorrow? Same time tomorrow is great, love. That's a love? Uh, <laughs> I got a second. Justin sounding very butch there. Wasn't More butch than usual. I know, yeah. incredible. Sexy, actually. Sex is always is always a sexual fella. Uh, <laughs> what you got on the Texas? On the Texas, we have 
Uh, morning, Ian. Just a thought on cheap holidays. Poorer families are encouraged to take cheaper holidays in term time, even in this country. Haven holiday term time, around £200. School holidays, same holiday, £800. By the sun, and not only can your dad get a cheap thrill with page three, says Tracy, but you can collect tokens which give you a family break for £38, but term time only. Even staying at home during the school day, swimming pools, theme parks, etc. have a cheaper price than during the holidays. Ah. Yeah. Sorry, I was sending an email. I know. Johnny Datchworth said... Morning, John! Employees are legally entitled to holiday time, but some employers try to make employees take holidays when it suits the business. So in these situations, children will be taken out of school. I would take my child out of school, otherwise he'd be... Hang on, is this this texter talking now? Stop Stop your sobbing, Catherine. All right, okay. John's on the line. Morning, John! Oh, Your man? Your morning, old man. Now, John, Catherine was just reading your text out, was she? She was, yeah. Make, well, make the point to her. You two have a convo. Well, they're saying about can't take children out of school, which I, I can understand that. Um, but so the business I work for, we do a lot of um, stuff into schools during the school term time for renovations for schools. Yes. So, obviously, our boss likes us not to take too much time off, obviously, over the summer. Um, obviously, the other problem is it's first come, first serve. No two members of the same department off at the same time. So, obviously, we have to have holiday some of the time at his discretion. And, obviously, if you're a bit late booking your holiday or can't find stuff to do for your holidays, you're further down the list, so you can't have time off. Actually, when you want it, you have to have time off when you can get it. Uh, I would take my child out of school. But I'm, my wife, I think, has booked a holiday this year. Um, and we went on the internet. You can find out uh, the o- private owners oh. of the static caravan. Oh, yeah. Rather than booking through somebody like Haven, you can book direct with your... Uh, so you save a few quid. Yeah. That's clever. Save a but obviously, um, I'm, uh, my wife doesn't work. She looks after the child. My youngest has got uh, autism, ADHD, and that, so she has to be around in case the, the school don't want him in there anymore uh, for, for that particular day so I work uh, limited funds uh, and we're paying for our holiday um, with this um, owner's permission uh, in, in several sections um, so there's, there's lots of reasons why you have to have holiday when you can get your holiday not when you're told to have your holiday but it's not unusual it's not un- I mean I know that your um, company in particular does a lot of work with schools so that's why you're targeting the holidays more for, for when you're mo- most active but you know this company that I work for we've got a lot of um, mums here and so we can't all clamour for the same six weeks off we have to you have to get in early yeah which is your first come first serve yeah you know if, if you if you can get your holiday when you, when you want it rather than when you can take it or when you're told you can have it, mm. then fine. But, you know, sometimes you just have to have what you can get. Why do you... Is, is a question. Has to come out Here's a question, John. Why do you have to go on holiday with, with the rest of your family? Um, because uh, I'm a lorry driver and I don't get a great deal of time off during the day. I don't do enough with my son, I will be honest with you. Yeah, it's hard, um, isn't it? So, obviously, I want to be with him and have... Okay. Bonding, brilliant time with my family. John, listen, I appreciate that. The reason I say that is, and my wife goes, I can't get this, as, as much time off work as my wife gets. So, I mean, they're, they're lucky. They go away for two or three weeks. I go out for a few days. But they also go away to family members. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. just it's, her with the two boys, is it? Yeah. Mark's in Luton. Morning, Mark. Good morning. What you got, boss? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I agree with the woman you had on earlier in regards to education. Um, me and my wife are very strict on education with our kids. We yep. make sure they do their homework, get them to school. Um, we don't keep them off school, likely, um, unless it's something serious. 
However, we're, we're sort of saving for, you know, a Disney holiday. Yeah. Now, if we, we can't afford to do it twice. We're, we're sort of scrimping and scraping to get our kids. We've got three kids. Um, and to go in, in uh, the holiday period, it's costing us £3,500 more yeah. than if it's in school time. Now, when I was 14, my parents, you know, it was law that you could take them out for 10 days out of school. They could enjoy something like that. 10 days out of a year. Yeah. You know, if their education was doing well, you know, it didn't do me no harm. Can I, um, can I be hard? Okay, let me just play devil's advocate, because I'm still not quite sure what I think on this. Either save up longer so you can afford the, the, the school holiday break to Disney, or don't take them to Disney. I never went to Disney when I was a kid. I wanted to go. I never went. We couldn't afford it. No, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate that, but you got to think of, you know, the children love it, so you do think Yeah, well, the children. T- the children also got to learn that you can't have everything. Is that not part of the problem? Is that the kids now think you can get everything, and you, do you know what? You can't. Some families can't afford Disney. No, I know, and I appreciate that. I mean, it's taken us, what, two and a half years to save for that. But, in all, but what I'm trying to sort of get, it's the expression, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I thought, you know, the woman that was on earlier, when she said that she didn't go abroad till she was 14, yeah. I could have probably imagine. I can't prove it, but I'd probably imagine that she might have been taken out of school at some point for holiday. The same as you, me, everybody else was probably taken out of school yeah, no, but I wasn't. at some point. So it didn't really do a damage. But, you, but, but no, but you're, but you're shifting the, the, the focus ever so slightly. If you can't afford the holiday to Disneyland, well, well, don't go. It's not an entitlement to go to Disney, is it? It's a luxury. No, and if you, can't, if you can't afford it, um, well, then don't go. Take them, you know, take them to Thorpe Park. Take them to Legoland. Take them somewhere different that you can afford. Yeah, but do you think it's not fair that the government are raising taxes and raising everything else on us that we that's can't not, afford? That's not why, what can't we, why can't we enjoy our life that we work hard for? The, t- the tax treat, argument... treat our children. Yeah, no, well, the ta- you can treat your children. Just don't treat them to Disney. But why not? If we want to, work for that. And why not? Ladies and gentlemen, I think there is the problem. You're, 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 well, because you're, you're saying it as though it is a right. Is your no, right. right. Well, then you can't afford it, so don't take them. But what, we want to take them. I want, I, want, I want a Jaguar. Room. I want a Jaguar, and I can't afford it. So, then save for it. Save well, for it. You but, get one. Well, yeah, I, I will save for it. <laughs> I, 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 if you save for it, and someone says, well, you, well, if you buy it this month, it's going to cost you double the amount, and you go, but Why? Well, and but, you, but no, that argument doesn't work. That argument, that argument doesn't work with cars because it does. no, of course it doesn't. Yeah, you you, you know why? Mean, you know why? Well, don't use cars in an illustration. No, because what I'm saying is, I would it, it, the, the Jaguar is is the luxury, okay? And I can't yeah. afford it. So yeah, I could save well, up and buy one. If you saved it, couldn't you? But you can't you could, af- you could. Oh. if you wanted to save for it, buy it. However, if you went in to buy it. And they said to you, oh, no, during this one-month period, we're going to... But you know why holidays... But, Mark, you know why holidays are more expensive during term time, don't you? Especially because they're, they're exploiting families. No, 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 because it's, 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 supply, it's, it's supply and demand, Mark. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but what's the difference between going in August and then going the following month for the companies that are supplying the holiday? Because it's, suppli- cause it's a, because Mark, it's Mark, it's a business. People, it's a business. It's not a charity. It's not so that you can, you and your kids can afford to go to Disneyland. But if someone was exploiting old people, or if someone was, exploiting but you're not being exploited. You're not up in arms, wouldn't it? But no one's being Mark. Mark, no one, no one's being exploited. They're offering you a service. You choose whether you 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 partake in that service or not. But they're doubling the cost for that period of time. Yeah, it's a business. It's not exploitation. It's, it's, and, it's, uh, it's, and what I'm saying to you is if somebody went into business but exploited an old person 
or okay, decided Mark. to charge double for somebody Mark. that had more money, Mark. that's wrong, isn't it? No, Mark, I'm going to let you go, because we're going around in circles. Uh, 08459455555. And that's the problem, the sense of entitlement. My kids have to go to Disneyland. They have a right to go to Disneyland. Well, do you know what? I so wanted to go to Disneyland when I was a kid. Didn't have Euro Disney. We couldn't go because we couldn't afford it. Other members of my family went. I remember my cousins went. And I was bitterly jealous. And my dad was, we can't afford it, we're not going. Uh, Okay. I'd have a hard time justifying that expense on 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 a week's holiday. Yeah, well, I, you listen, of course you want to spoil your kids, and I spend too much money on my kids, of course I do. But um, I, I just, I, I, I don't quite, I, I didn't understand, I didn't follow that argument. Lionel's in Bletchley. Morning, Lionel. Hello, Ian. What you got for us? Uh, I was only talking about taking children out of school yes. uh, on holidays. Uh, it should be for everybody, and yet if you're in the travelling community, you can take your kids out of school, even if you're in the settled part, the settled community as well. So they can take this, the children out of school any time. What, what, Is that what, fair? Well, why, why have you brought travellers into it, Lionel? No, what's what's travellers got to do with it? There's a law for one, it should well, be for everybody. No, there isn't a law for, for one and a law for... There is a law for everybody. Well, then why, why is normal children then uh, in the Here we community? go. Why no, have you... No, Lionel, Lionel, what do you mean by normal children? Stop going round trying to make people sound stupid. Just listen. Why don't you listen to other people? Lionel, sometimes? Lionel, I'm not making me sound. I'm not making you sound stupid. What do you no, mean by normal? What do you mean? You won't listen to anybody else. What do you mean by normal children? I'm talking about normal children who go to schools, live in settled communities. Uh, they're not allowed to take the children out of school for holidays. What? I don't understand why you're so jealous of, of traveller children, but Lionel. Is it? No, I'm not. Well, this is, saying, Lionel, is it a different law Lionel, for those? There isn't a different law. When, when the travellers... They can take the children out of school. L- L- where, where, how do you know that, Lionel? I do know it. I know somebody that works in the schools. I'm not Since obviously naming the people. But when the travellers settle down for a period, they put their kids in school. And they're allowed to take them out at any time. Lionel, I, I'm, I'm, do you know what? I'm, do you know I'm, Do you know that, then? It's not, do you know it's not correct? Lionel, I, I've got no idea well, why you bought traveller children. No, no, it's not. Arguing about why it? don't you let me finish a sentence? Well, it's... Stop arguing about saying you don't know nothing about. Lionel, why have you why have you brought travellers into it? I've got literally no idea why you've done I, that, mate. I it just sounds tra- nasty. I'm just saying it just sounds mean. You've referred. One, you're you've not referred. Listen, are you? I'm not, Lionel, because you just sound bigot- you sound bigoted. You've mentioned no, normal not, children. You, same as you going on about holidays. Is a holidays only for the rich people then? Uh, and ordinary pe- people at work all, all year are not allowed holidays, according to you. You're all right. It's You've probably got pl- plenty of money, so that's I've got fine. A few, I've got a few quid, mate, but at what point did I say holidays are only for rich people, Lionel? Well, that's the way I don't you're know talking. What, that's the way you're listening. Oh, you talk a load of rubbish. Uh, Absolute rubbish. Lionel, you're the one that's phoned up and yeah, brought... you don't listen. You just, your point of view <laughs> and nobody else's. You've just phoned up and brought travellers into it. You sounded nasty and bitter. You've referred to non-traveller communities as normal people. I said about travellers. You sound li- Lionel. Lionel. It's, not, it's one law for one and Lionel. one for the others. Uh, Lionel, I'm going to let you go because yeah. you sound a little bit bitter and unpleasant. Get lost. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are some major problems with the trains. All of the lines between Milton Keynes and London Euston are blocked because of a power cut. So that's affecting Virgin, London Midland and Southern services between Milton Keynes and London Euston with delays of up to an hour. Those problems are expected to go on until half past nine and there's currently no trains going in and out of Euston. Other train companies on the London Underground as well are accepting tickets and buses have been requested to run between Northampton, Milton Keynes and Watford so that passengers can join connecting services to and from London. On the uh, motorways, the M11 North 
northbound has a lane blocked just before Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford, which is causing delays. The M25 anti-clockwise has queues between Junction 18 for Chorleywood and 15 for the M4, and the A10 southbound in Enfield has two lanes closed between Carter Hatch Lane and Southbury Road, so that's causing delays from the M25. In Stevenage, looking at Six Hillsway, that's very slow because of the accident that's partially blocking the road at the Homestead Moats and causing queues now from Six Hills Way. In Milton Keynes on the A5 southbound, there's a lane blocked because of an accident between Monksway, uh, the Abbey Hill roundabout and Portway into the centre of Milton Keynes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.46, it's Tuesday the 27th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Police in Bedford have launched a murder investigation after a man was stabbed to death in the town. A young man from Stevenage who threw his grandfather down the stairs after breaking in to rob the pensioner has been jailed for 19 years. And Thameslink say they are running a full service this morning after four days of disruption due to flooding on the line into London. More of your calls, 08459 455. Five double five. Before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Quite some bright spells out there this morning. We can see a little bit of blue sky, but the cloud will increase as we head through to the afternoon and even more so as we head through to this evening. The temperature, though, by the end of the day, around 8 or 9 Celsius. It's quite a quiet day today. Overnight tonight, we're hanging on to the cloud. We've also got some one or two outbreaks of rain as well. But those things combined help to keep it reasonably mild um, as we head through to dawn tomorrow morning. That's when the wind is going to start to pick up. So the minimum temperature is not actually going to drop down too far at all. A mild grey and damp start to Wednesday morning and we have got some more persistent rain through tomorrow, the early hours. So that's going to clear through probably by the latter part of tomorrow morning. The cloud clearing with it and then it's all changed. Temperatures drop dramatically, the wind picks up and it's going to feel bitterly cold. The wind really um, making a dent in the temperature. It's going to feel really quite awful tomorrow afternoon and then getting much colder as we head overnight Wednesday into Thursday. Could see one or two showers arrive as well and they could fall a little wintry. So as we head through Thursday, still one or two potentially wintry showers and this cold snap is likely to last through the weekend and into next week. And that's your forecast. Every weekday from 12. We're talking to Ellis Jones uh, about her journey, which has uh, landed her in the arms of Youthscape. When I was five, my dad left our family. It's your first inclination to go, oh, I must have done something naughty. Nick Coffer. I was in a really vulnerable place. The people at Youthscape, it is literally their job to show you that they love you and care about you and whatever you're going through. Every day my job's a privilege, but every once in a while it's an even bigger privilege because I get to meet people like you. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Get lost, Catherine. Wow, why? Get lost. Oh, why though? Uh, Have we got any texts? Uh, yes, Tony. If I was in charge of a school, I would not find parents for taking the kids out of school in school term. I would ban the kids from coming back to school for the remainder of the school term. <laughs> Matt says, I know teenage kids who've never seen the sea, let alone been abroad. Their parents live on minimum wage and have no money to save, says Matt. There we go. Karen uh, is on the line. Morning, Karen. Morning. You heard what Leslie was saying about Lionel. travellers. Lionel. Uh, Lionel. Lionel, sorry, Lionel, yes. Uh, I didn't hear all of it because I'm not very well, but I heard... Uh, Normal children. Yes, oh my it, God. It, referring to normal children as opposed to traveller children. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And then it was one law for us and another law for them. Yeah. So now it's us and them, non-normal 
children and normal children. Well, in Lionel's world, I wouldn't read too much into it. Well, you're a traveller, are you, Karen? Yeah, yes, I do am. Do you have to send your kids to school? Yes, I do. Otherwise, I get into trouble like people with normal children. I've only just found out I have abnormal children. Yeah, yeah, you're freakish children, Karen. Be, be, be careful of them. Is he not going to come back on? I'd love him to come back no, on and I'd, explain I'd, this to me, because I think he could do with a bit of education. Uh, Karen, listen, thank you very much indeed. I, I, I suspect he, 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 he won't. Um, and what I d- gave you that idea? The get lost or the slamming the phone down? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> get lost is such a, 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 a lightweight insight. I was expect. I, I was kind of fishing for something a little bit stronger. I thought he was going to go with an FU or I'm something. I'm glad he didn't. Um, but uh, Karen, thank you for setting the record straight. I don't want to make this about a traveller thing because it's not at all. And I really don't understand why Lionel felt that he must, he must thought he was listening to a different show. There was no need to bring travellers into it. It's it's an irrelevant. We're talking about kids having um, uh, holidays during term time, and we're talking about whether holidays are a luxury. Holidays are a luxury. So, taking your kids to Disneyland is a luxury. If you can't afford it, well then. Go and do a holiday that you can go. Go and stay at the Legoland Hotel. Go, you know, go and do something do you different. Know what, do you know what I quite fancy? Two weeks at home with them over the summer. Two weeks at home doing what we feel like, rather than being organised and having to troop everyone out somewhere and come back with a load of washing. Steve's at Milton Keynes. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. I'm so bunged up. I think I might have something wrong with me. I think I might have to have um, uh, rhinoplasty. Have you heard about Travellers, kids? No, no, only joking. There it goes. Don't you start as well. Blimey. I was just thinking about the hypocrisy involved in this, really. Um, Teachers moan about kids going off school, um, but they decide to have teacher training days during term time. So you have 13 weeks, they go on strike of government because it's called as polling. Do you know what I mean? Fair is fair. Education is important, but it's got to be from both sides. Uh, Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, The teacher training days is always a little bit of a head-scratcher, but don't they tend to do it at the start of term and the end of term? It doesn't... And I may be wrong, because my boys aren't old enough, but it doesn't... It's not, you know, kind of the, the middle of the fifth week of term. No, you're right. It is normally the beginning or the end. So that's not so bad. For them, because it's virtually a day off for them, let's face it. Um, well, who knows? Hang on, who knows? What? weeks a year, do you not think they could do a little bit of training in their own time? But they're, Steve, they're but sure Steve to tell you enough. You say they, it's they a... They do all this work you, in their own time, Steve, which they hello? don't. Steve, you say it's a day off. What, what do they do on the teacher training day? I've got no idea. You obviously do. So, so what do I they do? do? Yeah, I, I've got a couple of friends who are teachers. They turn up, uh, they turn up late, they leave early, they spend half the time having coffee and chatting, Beautiful. and they do about an hour's so you're, work. So you're, so, so you're jealous? Yeah. Me too! And also, the... 13 weeks a year, 13 weeks a year, and then they have days off during, during their yeah. work. Yeah, they, they, pa- they, don't, they don't get paid very much, though, do they? I know they don't really deserve it, though, do they? Well, they you don't... Get... I mean, I wouldn't get paid much if I... Have you, got, year, have you got kids? I have, yeah. Do you send them to school? Cause it, uh, do you send them to school? I did, yeah. They're, they're in both in uni. If you now. hate, if you hate these these layabouts, these chances, these these wastrels so much, why did you entrust yep. your kids with them? Because uh, I didn't have enough money to send them to a decent private school. Well, you should have. You should have. You should have. State school. You should have home educated them with lazy teachers. You should have I home educated them. What, what are your kids? What, what are your kids doing now? And their holidays to Disneyland. What are your kids doing now? Uh, they're both in uni. Oh. Oh, so so the school worked then? Yeah, because... Thank I- you very much indeed. <laughs> so it worked then? 
those wastrels, those chancers, those layabouts, those coffee-drinking dregs of society manage to educate your kids well enough to get them to school. Well, that's all right, then. Just a thought. Into you know, university. We're, we're all getting uh, our knickers in a twist about people getting fined and taken to court and stuff. Yeah. Does anyone know anyone who's been fined or taken to court and stuff? Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I do know people who've um, been fine and taken their kids to Disneyland during term time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Could it be that this is all just uh, a load of baloney and that no one's getting done? It's just a threat. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us... I'm so bunged up. I just can't... It's closed. My nasal passage has closed. Are you dripping yet? No, it's no, solid. No, it's rock, it's rock solid. I wish I would, for, you know, to be honest, to get to get this over with. Timothy's on the line. Morning, Timothy. Hello. Hello, Ian. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just phoning up. Every time you go on about teachers, it makes my blood boil. Tell me why that is, Timothy. I've got five members of my family that are teachers. Right. I've got one of my brothers, through teaching, has caused him to have terminal cancer with the stress of it. Um, well, hang on a minute, Timothy. I don't think you could say that teaching causes cancer. Can you? Uh, yes. Wow. Because it's, because it's caused by passive smoking, what my brother's got. And he, or the, what, who's smoking? Well... When you have to go out on the classroom, all the teachers... The te- the, who's, all the kids. who's smoking in the classroom? No, you've got all the teachers that breathe the smoke. It's passive secondary smoking. What, what smoke are you talking about in schools? It's because of all the kids that have been in homes where the kids are smoking. But apart from that... What? If you, if you see any teachers... My eldest brother... Is a headmaster of a school. Has he got cancer? Fifteen weeks. Well, Timothy, listen. You can, first of all, you said that the stress of teaching causes cancer. Then you said it's to do with the passive smoking. Well, what smoking is going on in a school? None. No, it's not smoking in a school, but it's the smoke that comes off people oh, that have been in place where there's smoking. T- Timothy, Timothy, sir, I can hear the sound of some of those straws that you were clutching at just falling to the floor. You can't get cancer by being around people who have been around people who have smoked. No, right, OK then, but apart from that, teachers, Apart right? from that nonsense argument, on to the next one. Why are you angry with me, Timothy? No, I'm angry with the people that phone up. You've had someone on about teachers. Oh, yeah, they've got it easy. I know teachers, they get five days a year holiday. All these... Uh, all these. Well, that, that, with the respect, that's not true either, is it? Yes, because when, because when do they do all the work on the schools? And also, another thing is when you... Bearing in mind that you've said that your brother's got cancer because of the stress of teaching and because he he works with people who live with people who smoke, I'm taking everything you say with a huge bag of salt, Timothy. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll see you now. You lot want to get in the real world. Because teaching... Why why me? Timothy, why are you angry with me? No, I say... You just said you lot want to get in the real world. No, you want to... No, because I, I've got five members of my family... I know! One of them's got cancer through teaching. Yeah, and the others, some of them have had to retire because of the stress of it. But why do I need to get in the real world? I'm in the real world, I think. Well, I'll tell you what, you go and stand in front of a class of 30 No, I'm not... Go- well, actually, I'm going to do that in a few weeks. You go and stand in front of a I'm class I'm going of to in a few weeks. Yeah, well, you can't stand in front of them. I'm going to in a few weeks. Will I get yeah. cancer from being with them if their parents smoke? It all depends, mate. 
Oh, but what? I'll see you now. Why are you having yeah, a go at me? Over. I've been sticking up for teachers all morning. He's gone. He's just put the phone down. That's two in 20 minutes. Flip it. <laughs> what is going? I have been sticking up for teachers this morning. And just to say, you cannot get cancer through teaching. Les, you've got 30 seconds. You're not going to hang up on me, are you, Les? Oh, well, I hope not. I'm in a bad signal there. Go on, you've got 30 seconds, boss. So, I'm not, I'm, the second of all, we're child-free, so we have neither normal nor abnormal kids. <laughs> right, yes. But we still have to pay the surcharges and the extra prices. If I want to go for a beach holiday in July, I still have to pay the same amount. If I can't afford it, I don't know. Les, what, it's the perfect note to end on. Timothy's obviously very angry, and I don't know why he's... I've been sticking up for teachers this morning. Have you it got... was Steve. It was Steve. Have you got any... Te- got one text to end I've on? I've logged off. That'll I've do me. I logged off about 20 minutes ago. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the trains, all of the lines between Milton Keynes and London Euston are blocked because of a power cut that's affecting Virgin, London Midland and Southern services with the days of up to an hour. Those problems are expected to go on until half past nine this morning and there's no trains at the moment going in or out of Euston. So other train companies and the London Underground are accepting tickets and buses are uh, going to be running soon between Northampton, Milton Keynes and Watford Junction so passengers can join connecting services services to and from London. On the A10 southbound, there's a lane closed because of an accident between Cartatch Lane and Southbury Road. That's causing queues from the M25. In Maple Cross on Denham Way, there are long delays because of an accident uh, between Maple Cross and Ricknersworth. That's causing delays from the M25 Junction 17 for Maple Cross. And Stevenage, Six Hills Way is partially blocked because of an accident at the Homestead Moat with delays from Cole Street. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Samantha, thank you. Do you know what? I, I, I readily and happily hand the baton over to JVS. I don't know what's going on, Jonathan, but I wish you the best of luck this morning. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh Uh-oh. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, I'm asking, do you think Benedict Cumberbatch needed to apologise? Benedict Cumberbatch says...